Hello, friends. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. From Within Records podcast episode 15 is out now featuring Brandon from Act Like You Know Crew. If you're not subscribed to their podcast, please go subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcasts. Burning Strong, Here Until the End is officially out now. If you have not had a chance to stream it, please hit pause, boot up your Spotify, Apple Music title, YouTube, whatever, and go check out that record. It's fucking awesome. I remember being in Pensacola and hearing about this record from Kevin and Tito, and they were so stoked way back when to put this record out. So to be here at the end of 2022 and to listen to the record, I'm so happy for them. And I'm so stoked to be able to see them again in the future. So please support Burning Strong, an amazing band out of Pensacola, Florida. March 24th and 25th, Hardcore Pride Weekend at the First Unitarian Church in Philly. If you have not had a chance to pick up your tickets, head over to From Within Records on Instagram. You can click the link in their bio. It'll take you to the Eventbrite page to pick up a ticket. It's going to be an amazing weekend. I can't wait to go back to Philly. I love Pennsylvania in general. Shout out to my brothers in Wilkes-Barre. I, I love Philly. Last time I was there, filmed an interview with Bob Wilson. It was a great time. So I'm very much looking forward to going back and getting to experience another show at the church. And if you're not following From Within Records on social media, please boot up your Twitter, your Instagram, click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. And if you're looking for high quality merch for your band, for your business, please, excuse me, please get in contact with my friends over at Good Fortune Printing out of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. You can follow them on Instagram at Good Fortune Printing. You can email them contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. You can thank me later. On today's episode, we had to track down our good friend Tyler Short. You all know him. He sings in a band called Inclination. He's in Constraint. He helps run LDB Records. Shout out Ash. Uh, He's just an overall great guy. And I was so happy to finally be able to sit down with him again to do another episode of our Marvel series. So this this is not it, right? This is the last movie of... Marvel's phase four, but Tyler and I, we have another episode for you, a holiday episode. So I'm very much looking forward to recording that and presenting it to all of you. But for anyone who hasn't seen Black Panther at this point, I highly suggest you hit pause because this is heavy spoilers and I don't want to ruin it for you. I want you to be able to experience it uh, spoiler free. It's a great film front to back. But I was so happy to have been able to sit down with Tyler and talk about this. But I just want to clarify a big chunk of this has no video because when we first started recording, I I lost power. Uh, Video file got corrupted, but I was managed or I managed to save the audio. So we have audio. It's about an hour and a half with no video in the back end. it's, It's all video. So I'm happy that we were able to get back to it. The power went out. We had to put this on ice and then we got back to it about, I think a week or two later. This is something I've never done before, but 
we had to get it done. People were asking, where's a Black Panther episode? Well, here it is. So please just be very understanding. There was uh, some technical difficulties. We lost power. We came back. Uh, my mixer decided to give out, um, which you'll, um, which I do a really good job of editing that out. So you might not be able to tell, but these are fun. I fucking love sitting here and talking to Tyler, especially about something that we both love. The MCU is fun. Um, looking forward to the future. Black Panther was awesome. And frankly, just curious about music. We talk about LDB Fest, which is going to be really cool. We talk about Tyler's projects. You know the drill. If, if, if you're listening to this Black Panther episode, you know the vibes. We got Black Panther up front. We got the music shit at the end. It's awesome. These are some of my favorite podcasts. I love talking to friends, especially about the things that we love. So please go watch Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and come back here, listen to Tyler and I break it down front to back. It was fun. It's a long one, but I know all of you appreciate it. So thank you for your time. So please just strap in, enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome Tyler Short to the show. Welcome back to the podcast. Tyler Short, how's it going? It's going all right, man. We made it to the end of Marvel's Phase 4. Okay, I was going to ask. I wasn't sure if this was the last one of Phase 4. Okay, well, to be clear, there's technically two like special things coming at the end of the year. There's that werewolf thing and then the guardians of the galaxy holiday special. So wait, did werewolf by night? I thought that's already out. Is that out? Okay. I'm, I think it's already out. I haven't watched it yet. Okay. Um, and then, so then we're just waiting on the guardians of the galaxy holiday special. So, which does look sick. I finally watched the trailer for it the other day. Mm-hmm. Looks sick. Um, I, I'm a, a little like, I'm like over guardians. Cause I know there's no future in it after, mm-hmm three uh which sucks because i don't know uh where they could go i don't know who if they would even want to try to get somebody else to helm those films but uh, you know i don't think drax is going to come back um i i I don't want the future of like star lord gamora rocket uh groot to to go away because they're so popular and at this point uh, probably iconic just because of how popular they are but i just don't know where they go post guardians three yeah, I mean, I don't know what I, I I don't see Disney giving up on that IP, but I could I could see them moving Guardian stories either into being involved in other people's stories or maybe offloading them to TV or something. I don't know. But just like because if they're if it's going to move away from James Gunn, it's going to have to change like tactic a little bit, I feel like, because that's a lot to measure up to. Yeah, because James Gunn, he created that whole made thing. Because he made it. <laughs> for, for anyone who does not remember, before James Gunn 
created those movies guardians of the galaxy they weren't that popular yeah like the you know the, they had their own comics whatever but nobody cared about guardians of the galaxy until james gunn made those movies and changed like that whole landscape so yeah my my co-worker had the hulk comic that uh rocket raccoon like first appears in mm-hmm. and he said it went from like a 50 cent comic to like a 45 50 comic overnight yeah, like I, I remember uh, as the movie uh, had gotten announced or, or was coming out, I can't remember the exact timeline, but uh, Brian Michael Bendis was writing uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy series. And I was only reading it because of uh, Brian Michael Bendis because he's my mm-hmm. favorite comic book writer. And I didn't even think it was going to turn into anything. And then once it like grew into this crazy thing, I was like, oh, that's wild. And I was just like reading this random like team book because of my favorite writer. That's amazing. Um Okay, well, uh, Black Panther, I, for anyone who remembers, I was definitely, or excuse me, definitely skeptical, you know, leading up to this, right? From the beginning um, all the way till now, I was just like, I don't know how it's going to go. I was in the camp that they should have recasted, but hindsight, I guess I'm happy that they didn't, technically. Um, where, where do you stand with that? Dude, I liked it. The movie? Like, oh, yeah, of course. No, no 100%. Movie, so, movie 9 out of 10. Where do I stand on not, on not recasting? I yeah. think this is a perfect way to play this, man, because mm-hmm. I think they did it in such an honorable way for for Chadwick Boseman and T'Challa, the character. Mm-hmm. I think every every decision that they made of how they handled this thing for this film, I I had my faith in Ryan Coogler that he would do a good job mm-hmm. at like helming this like really tragic situation into something special and i think uh i i i feel i feel uh vindicated in my uh in my faith in him yeah honestly just everything even with the movie starting up and the the, you know the the marvel fanfare it's normally like man dude it hit hard dude i know this is hard as the stan lee one man it because I'm obviously a huge fan of Chadwick Boseman and, and what he had done in his career, but um, just seeing that and just kind of just brought back all those emotions because just seeing all the the highlights from the Marvel movies that he's been in and you're like, damn, dude, this this sucks that he's not here. And also just in such a short time of playing that character, he was a part of such a big thing that happened in this world. 100%. Like, like, like you're talking about the real world, right? Well, like but- the real world, but also mm-hmm. like, the, the, like showing all of those different scenes from how many Marvel movies he was in, mm-hmm. I was like, "Damn, he really did a lot with this character in that short amount of time that he got to do it." But I mean, also, I mean, in the real world, I mean, like, I, I mean, he was in so many great movies and so many great and played such iconic characters too. Mm-hmm. I mean, fucking James Brown and Jackie Robinson, like, like really, like, you're gonna get to do both of those. Okay, and do him well too, right? Yeah, he's such a talented well. actor. Um, but it was definitely it was like bittersweet, right? Because I I was happy to see him get so much love and respect, and to the point where um it it felt like just right. It never felt like forced or too mm-hmm. much. It, it just like yeah, they're definitely uh, paying respects to their their friend, right? That they're all friends with yeah. him, like uh, in real life. So for them to have done it that way, I felt like just throughout the whole movie from beginning to end, they, they did it justice. Yeah, like I hate to use like a term like this, but I feel like they like capitalized on his like his on on the loss of him mm-hmm. in every way of remi- of showing you how this affected 
these people like as individuals and as uh um and as uh their characters too like i uh i um i just feel like they did such a good job of covering every aspect of his loss in the in inside and outside of this world that it really felt like uh i don't know it just felt important <laughs> for sure 100 percent um now I'm curious. Obviously, there's a lot to to cover here. The, the movie is pretty long, but uh, was there anything that stood out to you that you weren't happy with, or, or that you wish you could have changed? You know, not that I can really think of. Not that I can really think of. Like maybe when we're talking, something might come up. But like I was talking to one of my coworkers today, and she had like a few gripes. Uh, and I was like, well, what are they? And she was like, well, fuck, now that I'm on the spot, I can't really think of them. And I was like, okay, so you loved it then? And she was like, oh, I mean, I loved it. And I was like, she's like, there's just a few things like in the moment. I was like, well, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, actually, I'm trying to think there was, there was one thing later that she thought Shuri should have done. Oh, I remember what it was. And, and if, if I, if I think to mention it later, it had to do with Riri and Shuri and, and Namor and, uh, or no more, um, which I think um, when when she was talking to me and she was like, this should have been how it was handled. I was like, well, I mean, that would have made sense for T'Challa to say that. That would have made sense for someone else to say that. But I think it made perfect sense for Shuri to not say that. Mm -hmm. Because I think that this movie was a really good example of like showing someone in a situation they, are, they aren't ready for. For sure, yeah. The, the just the development that Shuri had to go through from the beginning of the movie to the end, I I felt bad for. The, there's just so many parts that she was just kind of forced into, uh, like growing up, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. But you want to just break down the movie in order, or do you, how do you want to do I this? Think, I think order is the way to go, man. That's that's what we usually do. Okay. It. It was sad to see her be so helpless in the beginning, right? Because she's Dude, trying to. That was a wild opening scene. Yeah, because she's so smart, so talented, and she knows that she's capable of saving her brother. But it was just a race against the clock, right? Mm -hmm. And she doesn't have enough uh, enough time. And I feel like that's the biggest bummer, right? Because obviously, um. Black Panther was, uh, you know, fell ill, which was, uh, I feel like that was the proper way to. Absolutely. Because I, I would not have bought like, oh, he died in battle or he's off mm -hmm. doing some galactic shit. He'll be back soon. Um, I felt that was the proper way. Yes, absolutely. And like, like how frantic she was the whole time was such a cool, like, was like I don't know, just like the way, like the music and the the way it was shot, and the way like, like the pacing and just like how, and she was being rude, <laughs> mm -hmm. like it just I don't know it like uh, I really I re one thing I really like about Shuri is uh, all the like, all the similarities she has with Tony Stark, like that tunnel vision like that she gets with things i think that they do a really good job of kind of um showing her as like kind of like a, a tony stark of a different like culture mm -hmm. um and like i like 
being on that like that path of driven to this you know this goal and then just what the, what would it do if all of a sudden there's just no point of even being on the path anymore because he's gone yeah that's it was rough but i'm, I'm happy that they just kind of obviously got that out of the way because this is something that's been looming over this whole movie as soon as it was announced that Chadwick Boseman passed is like how are they gonna uh, you know kind of write off the character but also um you know how are they going to present it so it was uh you know it's, it's weird to say nice that they got it again at the very beginning of the movie but i'm happy that they didn't dance around the topic they just went you know straight into it was that when you texted me about the uh the so somebody must be chopping onions no 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 the, the, theater right now? that was at the very end that, oh, that, was, okay. that was at the very end because it's just uh we'll, we'll get there we'll get there yeah uh, but yeah th 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 that part of the beginning i was just uh frustrated um not with like what was going on but just with the the, the whole situation because just yeah just thinking about how great of an actor chadwick boseman was and how great black panther was it was literally a, like a cultural reset mm -hmm. for for like just mcu even just movies in general so for for him to not have been able to uh you know, be here and you know, live out the movie because there was a script with black with uh, yeah. T'Challa, so that they had to rewrite this whole thing because of his passing. So just uh, just dealing with that internally was just uh, just made me frustrated. But I was like, all right, I'm we're here finally. Like, let's see how this whole thing plays out because I was definitely um, I felt like obviously talking to you on the lead up to the release of the movie, I became like more like excited to watch it because I, I was on the fence and always just skeptical and not wanting this ip to get ruined because it, it was a possibility nothing's oh, yeah. guaranteed to, to to you know have continued success and be great but um as the movie went on i was like okay like i never once like stopped paying attention and mm -hmm. the pacing felt great and then even the length of the movie it was one of those things where it didn't feel as long as it actually was because it was just so good from beginning yeah, to no, end I, like one it's definitely a movie where like i in thinking through the story like the several times that i've thought through it since and you know watched breakdown videos and whatnot i was like man that was like a pretty like reasonable story mm -hmm. like everything in it like felt pretty like like i, I everything nothing happened in the movie that i was like well that would never happen like it was almost like they kept doing things and i kept going <laughs> that would probably be what happened honestly <laughs> Like mm -hmm. every single step of the way, I was like, yeah, I can see this shit happening. So they go from the funeral scene and then it cuts to the UN, right? That, that UN scene. I'm trying yeah, to with Ramona. Yeah. And shout out to Ramonda or um, Angela Bassett. She's just so powerful in this movie. Like that. Absolutely, I feel like dude. that that UN scene when they just. Uh, exposed the, like the French consulate for trying to steal the vibranium. That that was like the most brilliant thing because for me, I was like, they, um, they should kill those uh, people trying to take the yeah. vibranium, but they're smart in that. Fucking they're, gangster did. Yeah, they just walked him in, and they're like, "Here's your yeah, olive I branch." Mean, they they kill him. Oh well, now we're at war. Mm -hmm. And like the all the things that they do to avoid this this greater conflict, knowing like that all these countries are just. Uh, like there's um it's like a great political cartoon from like the uh like i want to say like when they're like the eight, the late 1800s when they're um 
when all the the Western countries are starting to, you know, take their pieces of Africa and it's like the United States and uh, France and Great Britain and Belgium all sitting around a table and they're all like they've got like knives and forks and like they're all like carving up parts of Africa. Mm -hmm. And like uh, I thought it was fucking brilliant. They had France be the fucking country that 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 was trying to fucking steal because like France still to this day is like extracting fucking bullshit from Africa. Like technically France still has colonies in Africa because they have countries that are like so um, like bound like constitutionally in in some ways to their uh, currency Mm -hmm. and like are still using francs and are still, you know, like completely dependent on France economically that like, they're still able to re- extract all these resources and basically rob these countries blind still to this day that I was like, man, like that was one thing I appreciated. Of course, you know how I feel about um, politics and countries and governments and shit. Um, I I felt like Ryan Coogler was taking a lot of shots in this movie yeah, and and uh, in headshots like he was coming after people real hard with a lot of the, the themes and a lot of the um, there's no subtext to this movie. It was just text. The, the you know, the UN is evil. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and and it shows too, right? Because the Wakanda they have this crazy um, material and vibranium, and if they wanted, they could take over the world. They could invade, but they just choose to keep to themselves, and mm-hmm. they they prove at that point they're like, yeah, like we don't want this to be readily available to any other country. Cause you guys are out here trying to do this like tactical espionage and steal this from us. Like for what, like, what are you trying to do with it? Like yeah. it doesn't belong to you guys. Like you guys don't need it. It's also one of those things where it's like, uh, it's, um, it, it makes me think about the, the cold war and, um, all the things that United States was, uh, accusing Russia of like when, um, when Alan Dulles was in charge of the CIA, um specifically like surrounding like mk ultra and all that bullshit um there's all these different examples of like when um like that we would there would be these uh these propaganda pieces being like sent out by the united the united states like saying like russia's doing this russia's doing that cuba's doing this cuba's doing that or they're trying to do this and like to like scare the you know their citizens into like you know getting on board with all this uh you know crazy aggression that we were taking but in the end it's we were like alan dulles would be accusing russia of doing things or trying to do things that he was trying to do mm-hmm. that he wishes he could do like all the mind control stuff that they that were convincing people that like you know russia was capable of doing it's like yeah you're accusing them of doing the things that like you wish you could do and when the U.S. and France are like saying like, you know, like, well, vibranium could be used in weapons of mass destruction. It's like, yeah, because you want to do that because mm-hmm. yeah. that's what you would do with this technology. Like, like, no, don't fucking stop. Like, it's uh, um, there's a uh, I don't know if you saw um, the Daily Show did a uh, did a piece um, that Jordan Klepper guy. I think it was Jordan Klepper. He went over to uh, Sweden or you know, one of those Norse fucking countries that has like no gun laws and was hanging out on a, uh, like a shooting range with all these kids. And they were like, like high school kids and they're all shooting like AR 15, like assault rifles and shit. And, um, 
And he asked the kids, he's like, man, there's like cows out there like milling around. You ever think about plugging one of those cows? And all the kids looked at him horrified and they were like, no. And he was like, oh, I'm fucked up. Yeah. Like, I, the American, am fucked up because that's right where my head went. But of course, all these teenagers of this country and this different culture are much more responsible than I am and don't even think to do the evil thing with this thing. Um, and I just, I, I don't know, I, I love that whole UN scene, dude. That was just, that was phenomenal. And Angela Bassett, man, dude, just a fucking gangster in this movie, dude. Yeah, because they had every right to not extend that olive branch and, you know, show them what's up. But it's like, nope, she's like, we're, we're going to continue to just, you know, keep to ourselves, but just embarrass, you know, for the yeah. consulate. That's crazy. <laughs> But that was the an awesome juxtaposition scene. Of, yeah, the juxtaposition of that scene during the fight and whatnot, too, where, you know, they came in to to take the vibranium. I thought that was a really cool like because I was like even like for a second, I was like, damn, I was like, is she talking right now? And they're coming for her shit right now. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, no, this is like a flashback They're Oh, they're doing a perp walk right now on the U.N. fucking floor. OK. <laughs> yeah. And I, I felt bad, too, because. Uh, obviously you, you see the, the, that team break in and they're just like whooping on the, um, uh, Wakandan, um, like scientists and you're like, damn, are, did they really just get caught off guard? And then it's like, nope. Uh, they had people waiting on the, on the inside. Oh, yeah. And then that's when you see, um, uh, uh, NECA, she had those, uh, dagger, Aneka, yeah. she had those daggers instead of her spear, which she got shit for. Um, but I thought it was like so cool. Cause I was like, damn, like, like obviously like, uh, the, um, I, I, I can't name or think of the, the group of, of girls. Um, Dora Milaje. Yeah, Dora Milaje. They have their their tradition, and they're just like, yeah, like you know, we, we carry these spears. But she's like, oh, I thought I'd try something new. I had Sherry make these for me, uh, but it was cool. I, I I thought those daggers were badass. Yeah, no, they were super cool because they didn't stab you. They fucking they fucking uh um they tased you. <laughs> mm -hmm. But but even when she like cut through that that dude's like assault rifle. Yeah. So sick. Yeah, no, it was fucking awesome, man. I, uh, yeah, dude, that was that that shit looked great. All the that whole fight scene was cool. I, everything about just that opening, the opening scene with the with Shuri and the fucking trying to solve his his sickness, his illness, through the fucking amazing shot of the fucking uh, the funeral procession and whatnot, and how and just such a respectful send off. And then it was like, okay, we've done our, you know, we did our obligatory like you know, honoring of the dead. Now it's time to take shots. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember where it cuts to after that. Cause they, they leave the UN man. I'm trying to think too. They go back is home. Is that them going back home? And is that, uh, okay. That's when, uh, um, Rwanda goes and sees Shuri and, and, and she's working and she makes her come away from the work. Is that when they go out for their camping trip or whatever? Yeah. She's like, Hey, like I, I have to show you something, leave your, your beads here and your earrings. And yeah, and then while they're out there, then it cuts to the oil or the, the drilling rig, mm -hmm. which that scene, I, <laughs> I, I didn't really like, uh, didn't really like that one too much. Obviously, like, uh, uh, we knew what was going on, but just seeing like, obviously, like the, the, the sirens popping out and getting the soldiers to, to jump off the, the ship. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. Um, but it's like, dude, I thought that was fucking awesome. And then I, I heard uh, the the girl's name that, that was inside the like the uh, office where she's oh she's like earplugs but it's like damn she didn't even try to like tell anybody else like over like some intercom or anything it was just like her and um, the the older general she's uh, a fucking CIA agent dude she doesn't care about life yeah 
But. Yeah, um, that was Lake Bell too. I was excited to see her get a chance to play that. She voiced uh, Black Widow mm-hmm. in the What If series. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, I was like, I was like, oh damn, Lake Bell's in the house, and then not, not, not for long. <laughs> yeah, not for long. But it, it was kind of cool how like our first glimpse of uh, Namor was like uh, you see him grabbing the 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 helicopter and then uh, throwing it down, but they just kind of show like that silhouette they they don't like fully yeah. introduce him there they're just kind of like all right here's like this new um threat i mean they let you know that he could grab a helicopter out of the air and throw it to the water mm-hmm. like i like that that was a uh like for, as a first like as a first glimpse of someone's power and not even getting to see them to see that he was able to just like stop a helicopter and throw it pretty gnarly and you mentioned power did they ever break down like what his actual powers were or are in the mcu i think i think i mean it's just he can fly and he can breathe underwater and he's got some sort of super strength too i think that's it for him okay because i know in, in the comic books like his like skin is supposed to be like impervious to like everything so i was like hoping or waiting to see him like take a bullet and it just kind of bounce yeah, off. i guess we haven't seen anything like that happen because <sighs> nobody in wakanda uses guns really mm-hmm. um yeah, no, dude, I, th- I thought that scene was cool. I thought it was it was because it was kind of scary. OK, like with the with the divers down there and like I thought that was that was kind of cool. And apparently is like a nod at like a really like um like a really good Namor run where he murders a bunch of people for coming down in his in, in his area mm. and uh, like kills this whole like team of divers or whatever. Um so I thought that was that was sick. Just when she l- looks over and just realizes other dude who was with her is just fucking gone. And why? Why did they like? Okay, and, and maybe this is me thinking too much about it. But right, okay, we're in an age where Tony Stark had existed. There's you know his, his nanotech Spider Man's out there floating around. Why was the, those diver suits so bulky? And they could like I feel like just the functionality of them like moving around was just not there, and I just felt like that just seems so just outdated compared to the technology that they had seen and is definitely available. Yeah, you also got to wonder like how much uh, how much of this technology is actually available to the governments because like I mean remember when uh, the government was trying to basically seize the Iron Man gear from Tony, and he more or less told them fuck off i've privatized world peace <laughs> like mm-hmm. uh you know and then eventually that ended in him having to hand over the war machine armor but uh um i uh yeah i don't know also i mean you gotta also think like they were on, on the ocean floor so like when it comes to like that level of pressure and whatnot like have you ever seen the abyss Mm-mm. damn you haven't seen the abyss you should definitely check that shit out it's ed harris um fuck i'm blinking i want to say that's uh um it's a uh oh my god i'm blanking james cameron i want to say it was a james cameron movie from the 80s i think it came out like the year i was born or whatever um it has to do with like deep sea um like drilling and um like rig stuff uh but in that movie they uh it deals with like it's it's sci-fi movie about like you know what it would be like to explore that deep as a person not just like sending robots and drones down there and in the movie one of the things they have to do to survive down there is basically there's like a a 
like a liquid they fill the suit with and um and it's like um simulates like your your like in the embryonic fluid like that's in you know your womb mm-hmm. um because when you're when you're down in that level of depth you can't have air because anything that is like anything is like open space like can't like that space that can be like pressurized and crushed so in the in the uh in the abyss they like fill these suits up with this liquid because you and you learn to breathe liquid again essentially you learn to breathe like you breathed in the womb Mm -hmm. and that fills all of your like you know fills your throat fills your mouth fills all these different like fills all the you know the holes basically that you got in your 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 body so that when you're in that level of depth there's nothing for that pressure to grab a hold on to and crush you they also have to be in like a special suit when they're down there too it's just one of those things where like james cameron like did like like he does with avatar like is as extra as fucking humanly possible just to try to make it seem as as legit and real as you Mm -hmm. you you possibly could but uh so yeah i mean on the subject of bulky suits it's like maybe they gotta be bulky because they're on the the ocean floor you know I ain't right. arguing about it. All right, I, I, I won't be too picky about that. Um, all right, and it, it was kind of cool, yeah, because they lost the vitals from uh, Homeboy at first, and then the girl realized she's like, "Oh shit, I'm fucked." Yeah, you're fucked. Like that's that's to me also that is like a huge fear of mine. Like anytime, um, like deep sea stuff and like being alone. Like I still haven't seen that. Uh, is it deep deep water? Or- the uh the Kristen stewart I um, heard of it. horror movie about being like on the ocean floor or whatever it looked cool to me and then i i got the ending actually spoiled for me but maybe you want to see it even more mm-hmm. um but uh like um that like really like exploits a fear of mine of like just um the inescapability of that situation it's like ain't nothing you can do no. you just die you just accept it that's Alone. like <laughs> yeah just Fuck it. Look forward to what's next. Maybe you get to escape the simulation. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, I thought that part was cool. I thought seeing a dude get impaled with a spear was sick. Like, I thought the violence in this movie was awesome. There was some that was questionable. Obviously, like, it's still Disney. So there's, like, you know, some points where I'm like, oh, there should be a lot of blood right here, but there's no blood. Yeah. I mean, we got to watch a bunch of dudes just walk off things to their death, though. That was pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Which. Which I, I hope people like uh, you know know about sirens and like understood that part. Right? Oh yeah, I mean I'm I'm that was definitely like an an excellent fucking nod for you know, uh, pop culture and you know I I miss when si- sirens are like a part of pop culture at this point. They talk about sirens in the fucking Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean you never know with fucking Zoomers what they fucking know about anything. Are Zoomers into Greek mythology? I don't know. <laughs> I I have no idea. I, I hope so. Uh. I'm trying to think of what comes next. Do we actually we get introduced? Next to, is Namor on the on the beach. That was okay. If I'm gonna be honest, I hate the way he looks. Like not really? like the not the actor. Like obviously, like you know, like whatever. But like I, I like the way they like stylized him. Maybe I maybe it's just the piercing right here. Um, I don't know what they call that. Uh, septum. Um, 
Yeah. I see. I hate a septum piercing because uh, it makes me feel like I've got something in my nose. Okay. Like I could never date somebody who has a septum piercing. At one point, Ashton was thinking about it and I was like, please don't do that because I'm going to be picking my nose fucking 24 <laughs> hours a day. Mm-hmm. Every time I look at you, I'm going to think I've got something in mind. Even just us talking about it right now made me have to like rub my nose because it it just it it's a psych like a psycho fucking social reaction or whatever i get to that but um i thought his look was awesome man i thought they did a a a cool job with um a character that i think legitimately in the comics looks kind of stupid see this is like one gripe that i had to bury deep to enjoy this movie and i i hated the fact that they changed his origin story oh dude no the origin change was perfect this is me uh, trying not to be like a comic book snob, right? Yeah, but the mm-hmm. origins, the, that origin change was necessary because he's too much like Aquaman. If you, and, and again, he was first. True, true. He was first, but Aquaman made a movie first. That is and, true. And doing this, like there's so many different things um, about like how they changed his origin, mm-hmm. making him Mesoamerican, making all... Um, um, because like one of the things, uh, did you watch that screen crush rundown on it? I'm, I, I think I watched the different one. Cause I watched the one that came out yesterday that broke down the movie. It was like 33 minutes. Gotcha. Yeah. I watched like a 40 minute thing or whatever. I don't know if he, if he would have gone into this in this one, but, uh, in the one you watched, but, uh, I think you watched the, was it a good movie? Yeah. That was when I watched, which yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that yet, but the, the, the one I watched, which was like a couple days later, was just going through all the different like, um, references and whatnot. Um, which that guy, that guy is clearly a fucking like history fucking nerd mm-hmm. because he seemed very excited about all these changes that they made to, to origins and and in all the connections that Wakanda makes to all the different tribes in Africa, um, which I, I which I fucking appreciate him laying it all out like that because I don't have to, the fucking know how or ability to fucking really research all these different things that these things are pulling from so it's neat for uh the way he laid things out but the whole idea that there's vibranium there where uh where talakan is Mm -hmm. and vibranium where wakanda is knowing like you know wakanda you know it has to be in africa because you know that's where the meteorite hit or whatever but um where talakan's located is actually where the the meteor that killed the dinosaurs hit that is in that region of like Central America or whatever, that is where the meteor that killed the dinosaurs went. So in the MCU, they're insinuating that the meteor that killed the dinosaurs had vibranium on it. Okay. And that would be what is now embedded at the bottom of the ocean where, where Talakan has been able to, which I think is such a cool fucking way of working his origin. And also dude, the way they, um, I thought it was very cool doing like explaining how the um, the Talakans got their power is rooted in a plant that grew from vibranium rich soil because mm-hmm. it, it, and, and I know we're jumping around right now. But when that when, you know, they kind of figure out like, oh, shit, like Wakanda and Talakan like are like linked through this, you know, this this, you know, gift giving um you know, herb and, you know, material that is, you know, foreign to this planet. And it throws Okoye off. She's like, well, shit, everything I've learned in my whole life is like in question now. And it's like, that's going to like, 
rocks some people. Like I like the repercussions that has to Wakanda thinking they're this unique nation mm-hmm. when forever. And now they're having to realize that, oh no, we share this uniqueness with another, with a, uh, an entire other culture. And um, I don't know. I just, I thought that was such a cool, like other layer to throw into this movie. Um, which get, did a good job of kind of explaining how they got their powers and how they, you know, changed from, you know, humans into this other, this other species. And they used the word mutant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, uh, Namor said, he's like, I'm a mutant. Yeah. Which was like, you know, they could not use that word before, but now we're in yep. like a whole different, uh, you know, timeline where it's it's okay because they own that stuff again. So it's not going to get them in trouble. And we're all under one umbrella now. It's just a matter of time before we actually see more mutants, like, you know, specifically the X-Men, the Fantastic Four, like they're mm-hmm. they're coming. They're right around the corner. And that was one one of the things that he uh, which also I'll, I'll tell you, I, we're all caught up on the TV, on the Marvel TV at this point, too um which we had weren't last time we talked uh, I'm, I'm still not sorry you're still not no i'm because i went on vacation and i just it's been bad have you not finished miss marvel still no i've like two episodes left fuck dude well one of the things in miss marvel i think at the point where you're already at they kind of explain like that the 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 um have they explained that she's a mutant yet in it i don't remember it's been so long Okay, well, yeah, I mean, well, okay, well, fucking, you don't give me shit about spoilers. I don't know. I love spoilers. I know. I know. I don't know who I'm talking to right now. I'm trying to protect your ass. I don't give a shit. Um, (laughs) I usually do. I usually do give a shit, but it's been so long now. Um, But um, but one of the things I I heard was like this, uh, like acknowledgement that like, well, they're they're acknowledging uh, that Kamala is a mutant. They're acknowledging that Namor is a a mutant Um, and uh, possibly like so her. her bracelets or whatever her gauntlet or whatever is like that material like sparked something that was already in her Mm -hmm. and was able to accelerate something to like cause her to to mutate so it's like kind of opening up this like idea that like maybe if enough of the population is exposed to something if they can mutate they might and is so it, I'm cu- I'm I'm curious what's going to happen when it comes to like what's going to like affect the whole global world because possibly you know this vibranium stuff you know caused this mutation in Namor like in in Namor's mom which she passed on to him that accelerated mm-hmm. him into becoming something different um, which I don't know just like I like that that kind of like. Um, reasonable bullshit explanation you hear me out for things miss marvel originally inhuman inhuman obviously they're trying to bury the inhumans oh yes they are but we saw black bolt right did see black bolt it's like can can they just give it a little love obviously it was presented the wrong way oh dude i would love to see more black bolt man of all the things that fucking show did right, they did him okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, good enough to bring him back for that that role in Doctor Strange. Yeah. Okay, so, na- so we we see Namor's origin. They, they don't really explain the pointy ears, right? They just let us know this guy for some reason had pointy ears, wings on his ankles. 
I'm like, all right, I guess we'll just have to ignore that. Uh, which is strange is n- like nobody else from his uh, tribe has anything like that from what we know so far. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, it's weird, but I guess that's when he doesn't change color. Yeah. Cause they, they, they turn blue when they're on the surface and obviously yep. uh, normal skin color when they're uh, you know, below, which I, 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 that didn't bother me. I I, I don't really care. I had to kind of explain it to Ashton later because she was like, no, they're blue underwater too. And I was like, not all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I think maybe when they're wearing their uh, their little masks that allow them to come to the surface, they might be blue underwater, but they're they're not blue when they're up top. Yeah, because there was that, that, that middle point, right, where Shuri and Riri were um, being held because um, mm-hmm. that wasn't obviously a Tabla Khan and... They, they were underwater. They're, they're in a cave. So that's why yeah. um, uh, there's like some blue people with Shuri and Riri. But, but yeah, I'm trying to think. So Namor, he shows up. He asks for help, um, which is. Did, uh, did he really? I don't think he really. Did he ask? I felt like he demanded. He demanded them find the person who designed the, the vibranium detector. Yeah. And I don't think Ramonda... Or sure, he even stood a chance with just those like those vibranium spheres. I was like, not a chance. Like, put dude. like put those down. Like, y- y- like he got you guys like off guard. Yeah, and, and it was a little uh, that was a little creepy too because it, it was like nighttime or or like the sun was just setting. Uh, it was just like evening, mm-hmm. and he just comes out of the water and he, he let them know he's like he's like I, I like we have like way more people than you guys, so like I don't think you want to challenge us. And just, yeah, I mean, dude, Wakanda's thin, dude. They've they've been through, they've been through like a basically a civil war, mm-hmm. and a planetary war. <laughs> yeah, in which they provided foot soldiers for. Like they are, they're weak. <laughs> Maybe they're re- rebuilding. Maybe they reproduce really fast. Yeah, I mean, legit, Wakanda would have to be implementing a. China had the 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 one child policy. Mm-hmm. Wakanda's gonna have to implement the four child policy. <laughs> I mean, you have to have four. Yeah, not a lot of men in Wakanda, from what I've noticed. Yeah, I mean, maybe they all died in the fucking Thanos battle, dude. <laughs> I'm like, all right, um, we, we got a sense of people to, um, you know, spread the Wakanda gene. Yeah, um, yeah, no. Um, I thought, I thought, dude, I, I thought, I thought Namor looked awesome, man. I and I couldn't believe it because I do think he's a, a goofy looking comic book character. But uh, I don't know that that dude, that dude was just so imposing. He definitely did a good job. I, I definitely liked him as Namor, but I just didn't like his uh, costume design. You see, and that's the thing is, I hate the costume design. I think those shorts look so stupid. I think mm-hmm. some, I think he rocked them though. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking to my uh, my coworker today because we were both like, uh, like kind of crushing on 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 him, and I was like, because I mean I appreciate, like I know we, we almost always divulge like uh, or devolve into a a discussion of men's bodies when we do these fucking podcasts sometimes, but like I appreciated the. Uh, how strong he looked mm-hmm. where like uh which i think we talked about this with uh with hemsworth too that it's like not like he just you're just trying to have like giant arms or anything like that like he like legitimately looked 
powerful. Mm-hmm. Like he looked like he could swim. He looked like he could fucking grab a helicopter out of the sky and throw it to fucking like throw it down. Like he looked strong. And I think that was like, and, and he's tall. Like that was, that was, he was a fucking imposing fucking figure, especially considering you're going to have to fight fucking Mbaku and Winston Duke's fucking massive. Yeah. Like, and believably go up against him and put him the fuck down. Like, I don't know. I, uh, I thought that was, I, I, I thought, I thought he looked cool and, and, and they did enough with his character to where I didn't think like, oh, this dude in this fucking green little shorts is supposed to be scary. Like, I think they did enough with like how they presented him that I like, I never questioned how silly of a character this guy actually kind of is. How could he be alive for so long, but have no swag? That's the real question. <laughs> you never hit the fucking surface, man. Um, okay. And it was uh, one of those like, oh shit moments where he surprised Ramonda and Shuri with the vibranium detector behind them. Yeah. Like, and them not even sensing that he dropped off this giant machine for them. Yeah, dude, that was one thing Ashton said when, uh, when they were uh, attacking the rig, um, which, which we've talked about. Um, when we were uh when we were talking um we were we were talking back on uh Captain America Civil War at one point in time um i remember talking to you about how my one of my favorite things about black panther was that first introduction of of you know t'challa when he jumps off that uh that expressway and when he lands they muted the entire movie mm. there was no music there was nothing they just let you know how quiet he was and then when he takes off, they really give you an idea of how quiet he is. And when uh, when they're attacking that oil rig, Ashton was like, "Oh my god, they're so quiet." And I I was I was like I was like, "Oh my god!" Like that's something I love about I loved about the Black Panther character too, is how they like. I think that is scary. I think it's scary when something that dangerous can sneak up on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's game over. <laughs> Yes, and I think that is something they do really well with Black Panther because, like, if you're fucking around and you know, like, Black Panther could come fuck with you, that's scary. <laughs> to know that he could just pop up or yeah. he could just drop out of the fucking sky. Yeah. Like, and you have no fucking, like, you know, um, you have no recourse. There's the, You're done. Um, so like, I don't know. I thought that was cool. And just the, the, yeah, you're right. I mean, the ability for them to sneak up and drop that fucking piece of machinery there without them even noticing. And me getting excited in my head. Cause I'm like this American scientist that built this thing, who could it be? And yeah. then I'm like, Oh, I know who it's going to be <laughs> because it's, this is how they're yeah. going to introduce Riri. But I, I I'm like, that could have been a really cool surprise. But I am kind of glad they gave it up because she is like not an A-lister mm-hmm. that people it got to you. You invited people into this club rather than like making it such an exclusive thing where like, you know, it wasn't like a dropping Matt Murdock in the Spider-Man movie mm-hmm. where everybody's going to freak out because everybody's already in the club. I, I don't know if you I know this because I, I just found out just by watching like these like uh, YouTube videos, but I, mm-hmm. I had no idea that uh, the actress that plays Riri, Dominic Thorne, that she had auditioned for the Shuri role for the original oh, Black Panther. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. So there's already That's like, pr- they already had like kind of like a relationship with her. 
that's pretty amazing then that's because mm-hmm. that's almost like giving like the uh her like the second place trophy <laughs> Yeah, but you know she she's gonna go on. She's get she's getting her yeah. own series, which mm-hmm. which I okay I I didn't care about b- before, but seeing her in, in this movie, I'm like okay, I actually am stoked because that character she's funny. Yeah, she she, she did a really good job, and I have mm-hmm. uh, I I've seen a lot of hate, not like okay, not like crazy hate, but like people saying that like it was pointless to have Riri in Black Panther. Like the movie would have been fine without her, which I can see. But obviously, I felt like Black Panther, like Wakanda Forever, this is like a, a starting point for uh, a lot of these spinoffs. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm i okay with it. And Me too. And well, what, if it wasn't going to be Riri, so it's just going to be some white dude? Yeah. And like, what? <laughs> why would they want to stick their neck out for this random dude that has yeah. no importance? And also, dude, I love, well, in it. It well also yeah for sure it made uh it made sense that Shuri would want to protect a young genius mm-hmm. black woman <laughs> like y- young genius black girl like she is a she is a young ass she's a child yeah essentially in like, college trying to figure yeah. out her life yeah like trying to fucking you know fleece motherfuckers for doing their homework i i love Um, that she was a gangster about it she walks walks up snatches homeboy's phone she's he's like uh he's like 800 she's like that was yesterday's price and i was like (laughs) hell yeah she's not but she's not playing around because you know she 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 held up her end of the deal and like she's not gonna get screwed out so no dude she's tough um but yeah, no, I mean, I thought that was in in like for it to be just some random person, it wouldn't have made sense for them to want to be so protective of her. Also, also, dude, the fact that she designed that thing and didn't even know it existed. Mm-hmm. She designed that for school. And I love that like acknowledgement that there are kids who go to these schools. Like there are kids that like at these universities, like working as interns designing and working on all these different projects and at the end some of those things don't even belong to them (laughs) Mm -hmm. those things that they work on belong to the school or belong to whatever u.s you know agency is funding them to work on these things to the point where when they tell her this exists she's like wait what they built that yeah she's just like i didn't know that like i just did that for this credit or whatever and it's like i love that idea that like and that and that and i'll I'll get to that right now that was my that was the issue my coworker had with this mm-hmm. was that when they're captured that shuri didn't try to use that as like the bargaining to get them to lay off of riri mm-hmm, that, that she... she didn't she didn't say like hey like she didn't even know this existed they stole this from her Mm-hmm. it's not like and she built this. it for them to be like hey go get all their vibranium exactly mm-hmm. and um she was like upset that 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 she didn't use that and i was like yeah, yeah i get that but shuri's not black panther mm-hmm. shuri's not the queen of wakanda yeah because at that moment she was at peace with black panther being gone no more yeah. because of the the flower not being available yeah. anymore Sh- shuri is a scientist she's not a diplomat she's not a negotiator mm-hmm. like T'Challa probably would have said that. Ramonda probably would have said that. Because mm-hmm. they're worldly enough to have known, like, hey, I think I know how I can negotiate with this guy. Yeah. To try to, like, appeal to his, like, his sensibilities. Where Shuri is a fucking scientist. She's just saying, this is wrong. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense for her because she is not 
a fucking diplomat yet. She's not a representative of Wakanda. She's been in a fucking lab her whole life. True. Like, and I love that this is moving her, like this story moves her into a position where she is going to be doing something else for the first time in her life. And I don't know. I thought that was cool. But yeah, but you know, so next up they go, they go, they... I th- th- there's a couple things I want to ta- touch on on that scene. I thought well, no, I wanted to get uh, back to the Riri being on. Uh, are you talking about the 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 beach scene, or are we going to Riri in college? College. Okay, yeah, no, that's what I wanted to get. Back okay, to. Here for sure, I wanted for to sure. get back to that and go into because her her making fun of Okoye was hilarious. But just that opening part where you see uh, Shuri. Oh, and I guess we can't gloss over because this is gonna um, be part of the story then later. Um, uh, Okoye, um, she had to convince Ramona to let them go out and oh, get Shuri, yeah. and she didn't. She didn't want to let them go because she she didn't feel safe letting her go out into the world. Yeah. So okay, we'll, we'll touch on that later. But I just like that that scene where uh, they're trying to locate uh, Riri. I, I just thought they look so cool in, in their outfits. Dude, her tracksuit legitimately Disney is leaving money on the table if they don't make that. Yeah, put it out there. Yeah, because for sale. It, it looks so badass. Yeah, like legitimately, like Shuri's tracksuit would be like the Christmas gift this year if it were available. Mm-hmm. For all, like I could see any fucking of these Zoomer kids on TikTok fucking wearing those th- fucking things. Yeah, and it, it, it was funny when um, Riri was making fun of um, Okoye like, when they're in her dorm room, like not really like attacking her, but kind of like defending themselves from her, from Riri's attack. Yeah. She was just... Dude, she was so funny. I I thought she was such a charming, a, like such a charming character. I, I I legitimately loved. I thought she was. She had a badass little fucking attitude, and uh, and was just super. I don't know. Like I thought she owned it. Yeah, and I've been to like you know like I I never had a college dorm, but I had friends that did, and I'd go visit them and stuff. But when I was like looking at Riri's college dorm and like that that wall with all the windows, I'm like, damn. This is crazy. And thinking about it, uh, Riri goes to MIT, which also ties into, uh, you know, Ned yeah. and MJ. And, you mm-hmm. know, oh, man, it's th- Dude, th- are they are they going to cross over into her show? I I don't know. They could. They could because the, the, the world building's there. Like this is all one place. And yeah, like I think she's she's like first year of college, I think. Yeah. So like they they legitimately could end up in fucking classes together. That would be an incredible fucking uh, crossover to have like Ned or um, or MJ crossover into the Ironheart series. We see the downfall of Ned before he turns. Yo, what if she helps him build the Hobgoblin? <laughs> oh man, but 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 that scene, I I love the 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 dialogue, right? Because Riri, right? She was trying to escape, right? She she's like, oh, let me go mm-hmm. use the restroom, and I'm like, okay, she's gonna try to you know pull a fast one, but as she walks into the restroom, okay, walks out, and and she's like, oh fuck that, <laughs> like the way she walks out is so good. Yeah, and then when she like threw the, the the first thing at her was like a heater or like a speaker or something, and she cuts it in half with her spear, and they're you brought a spear mm-hmm. in here. It's like, I don't blame well, her. They show how the spear's retractable too, which is so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I love that she just gave Riri that choice. She's like, you could either, you know, go to Wakanda conscious or unconscious. And I'm like, yeah, th- th- that's awesome that she's just letting her know, like, you're going to go either way, but it's like your yep. choice, like how you get there. That, uh, yeah, that, no, it was, that was, it was great. Um, yeah. I thought that whole, that whole introduction to her was perfect from the, 
the homework thing all the way to the she she geeks out real hard when she realizes that Shuri is is there like knocking at her door. She's like, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, no, it was that was so cool. Um, she was like, am I getting recruited? <laughs> and Shuri Shred was like, no. <laughs> it's fucking awesome, dude. And the, 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 the one thing, because uh, I like the character Ironheart, the one thing that was bittersweet to me, like I, I was so happy that she's finally getting her shine and making it to the big screen, right? Because you got to think, uh, for the long history of Marvel superheroes, for th this newer character, because Riri Williams isn't that like that old uh so for her to, to make it to the big screen i'm like okay this is awesome this is cool that i, I get to witness it, this but the only thing to me that was bittersweet is like man i would have loved to have seen a real riri williams and tony stark interaction i know man that's what i, I was kept thinking about because you know she yeah. she pays so much like respect and like the suits that she built obviously it's all um iron man tech and you know the the, the designs and even just the way like her first suit sounds which um, i didn't realize until i saw like a youtube video they, they pointed out that um like the way her like her, her suit blast off sounds like the um tony stark's like repulsor sound and they compared it and it, it's super similar i was like damn that's dude. awesome that's something that i, I just wish that we could have gotten yeah, no, I mean, for sure. And I mean, who knows with multiverse stuff, if maybe RDJ will walk back in for a moment to like have an interaction with her. It'd be fucking awesome. But yeah, I, uh, yeah, I mean, that was, that was awesome. I love that they incorporated the car into the story too. Mm -hmm. I thought that was sick. Um, yeah, and then the next things the is it the CIA busting in on her or the FBI or yeah they they go to her, her warehouse where she has like her laptop that has all the the designs yep. for the vibranium de detector and that's where uh, Sherry sees like the kind of like the, the blueprints on the wall mm -hmm. and she's like is this Stark Tech and she's like I told you not to look around and then uh, that's when like yeah the uh, FBI and CIA show up. I love that she just burns it all too. Her first fucking instinct is just to burn everything she's working on. I mm -hmm. felt that was awesome. And I also did like that uh, the the suit was off camera the the, the whole time because mm -hmm. uh, they're like trying to figure out like okay like how are we gonna get out of here like like uh, uh, Shuri kept wanting to split up but okay just want to keep everybody together but uh, she got uh, you know outsmarted and um, they all ended up splitting up which was cool because that's when they introduced like Shuri she's like alright cool yeah because Shuri asked like oh does this thing fly and she was bragging oh there's like YouTube channels or like YouTube videos out there about me yeah which that was funny mm -hmm. yeah no that was awesome uh, I also one of the things that I saw pointed out was the um, in the first Black Panther the chase scene Shuri remote drives a car mm -hmm. from Wakanda and in this one she basically like slaps an ai on a car to like make it drive somewhere and uh that was awesome dude the fucking the the um the practical effects for all that chase scene was awesome the fact that they actually flipped a fucking police car and shit you're talking about the scene where um okoye stabs her spear that mm. that shit was badass was yeah and all and all the dirt bike stunts were awesome too like i just i anytime like Anytime something can like devolve into like a Jason Bourne style fucking chase scene for a minute, like I'm fucking stoked. And without doing some like God and dude, ever since you brought it up, the um from the Black Widow movie, how fast that APC pulls up mm -hmm. and is obviously CGI. When I'm watching something like 
amazing and believable and like like chase scene that's like enthralling sometimes that the way that apc pulls up will like flash in my mind and i go god damn that really i really do appreciate a practical effect because once you once you pointed that shit out to me man the glass was broken and now that just that is what comes to mind when i think of like a bad cgi situation and Mm -hmm. like a lack of practical effect i'm like yep you end up with something completely unnatural looking happening yeah and, and for them to go that extra mile to to do real shit it, it's, yeah. it's awesome because they could have easily gone the other way but mm-hmm. for them to to, to want to do it and have real stunts it's awesome god the amount of real sets with the wakanda stuff too is amazing man like the the amount of real real built things that they did for this is it was was fucking astonishing i just and again, you know, you're, you're you're building it. Maybe you're going to reuse it for the Wakanda series. You know, maybe these are you know, long-term installments or whatever, and it's worth it to spend the money now mm-hmm. because, you know, you're going to be using it for the next five years. I saw uh, that's what Ryan Coogler's TV deal is. It's a five-year deal with Disney Plus to do these TV shows. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense to, to really build out these sets and make these worlds as real as you can possibly make them because you're going to be using them. Now, over did, and over. Did I miss something? Because I, I was so curious. Why was Shuri so, um, like, uh, set on wanting to ride the motorcycle and split up? Because I, I didn't really see like that big of an advantage of them splitting up when they were all going to the same place, anyways. Um, I don't really know. I don't really know. I think she just. I think she. Well, I mean, I think it also kind of has to do with like when she tells Akoya that she wants to go talk to her. Mm-hmm. And then Akoya, of course, comes up and shows up in the bathroom. I think it might be like sort of like Shuri wanting to like do something on her own. Okay. And not be like handled with kid gloves or whatever and not be like treated like a child. Like she even has that like uh, that um, that line to M'Baku later where she like, you know, says something like along the lines of like, you know, like I'm not just a fucking child anymore. Mm -hmm. Like. So, you know, this might be like, I mean, it, to me, a lot of this movie was Shuri like growing up. Yeah, no, for sure. she isn't just in a room playing with her toys anymore. <clears throat> so chasing ends, they get to the bridge. Dude, fucking um, the, the, the nod to, um, to Iron Man one. Oh yes. That wasn't that great. That got me excited because uh, that was awesome. Cause <laughs> yeah, they're they getting chased and then, um, they, they get alerted that there's a drone, um, yep. like uh, whatever feet above them that, that's following Shuri and Riri's like, I got this. And I'm like, no way. And then as she's going up and higher and higher in my mind, I'm like, she's going to lose oxygen. Like she's never done this before. And Oh God, that, that was a great callback. That was, fucking that was such awesome. a good callback. It was awesome. It was perfect. And that was, uh, but it was also one of those things where like you're talking about like it would have been so great to see like a Robert Downey G- or like a Tony Stark Riri Williams encounter if if he knew she was building an Iron Man suit that would have been the first thing he'd tell her. yeah like hey like <laughs> like you know there's a, a you know a situation that happened to me like here like make sure to prevent that by yep. doing this yeah um, it's how I want to fight one time too mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> That, that that was awesome i yeah and, and i just love like yeah just throughout like you know her interactions like you see those nods to uh mm-hmm. you know uh, her love and interest and respect for uh, stark tech yeah no it was it was cool but yeah no and then they're on the the chasing ends with the them getting dude the fucking water bombs man those yeah those weird grenades 
Those were crazy. That was fucking gnarly, dude. When that when they flipped, I oh, dude, they because they flipped the car fucking god, just heartbreaking to watch a fucking machine like that get completely fucking sh- shredded. But um uh when Shuri's in the air, she fucking pops up that shield too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to, to, to break, break her, her fall. fall. Yeah, yeah. Which was sick. Um but yeah, and then uh Okoye goes toe to toe with uh with um i can't remember what the the main dude uh um, his name's atuma atuma that's namor's rival right that's his like yeah in in, in the comic books he he's yeah he's not normally which i'm sure he's gonna use the fact that namor is weak on wakanda to like yeah he's like you yielded yeah (laughs) Um, yeah, um it was atuma and namora yeah, like no more, yeah. The the two mains. And I, I I gotta let you know, when I was watching the movie, um also I, I was in the four D theater again, but unbeknownst to me, the tickets that I bought were in like the, the ADA role, um mm-hmm. row, excuse me. Um so for like the we- wheelchair accessible so um i got all like the water effects you know water's thrown on me whatever but my seat just wasn't on like one of those like gyroscopes so i got to watch uh-huh. everybody go crazy and kind of get fomo throughout the the whole movie um because I, I didn't realize that the, um that the, the ticket that i bought was the seats you got don't move <laughs> yeah God damn it you're fucking life dude but but during that that bridge scene it there was this lady like uh like on the other end of, of my row she was acting like we were in a horror movie because anytime like oh um okay was like stabbing people she would literally shriek like it was like a real murder scene and i was tripping out like what is going on with this person because it's not that bad <laughs> and she was literally sh- and she's the only person in the whole theater shrieking like we were watching like some crazy horror movie it was the weirdest thing but also kind of funny that's so fucking funny yeah but that fight scene was insane because you, you got yeah, to see, good. you got to see how strong the uh, Talokan people are because yeah because we, we got to see them beat up some like low level like soldiers right like, all right cool like let's see them against somebody who mm-hmm. can actually hold their own but when you uh, see like that like the the part where um, Atuma hits Okoye and he like you know his axe like hits her spear and she blocks it but then she goes sliding back. Yeah, and you're just like, damn. First of all, the- she has to put her spear down to like stop her from sliding back. Um, uh, I also uh, the the screen crush guy pointed out uh, in that um, was like he he went toe to toe with Adora Milaje and fucking beat her, and he doesn't fight on the land. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. I didn't even think about like, that. You're seeing these people fight on land, and that's not something they're like built for, really. Yeah, like he's beginning assisted by his his mouthpiece. Yeah. Um and they never touched on how those telecon people were able to just like come back after those fatal blows. Cuz um yeah, I mean I think it's just they're they're just a more resilient fucking thing cuz like she she even says like, you know, I've dealt blows that should have killed them and mm-hmm. they just just got up. Yeah, right after out. a minute. I think they might just have like a fast heal sort of thing. Like me fucking there's enough people in fucking MCU with fast heals. Uh uh Captain America even has a fast heal. Yeah, but it did suck to see her get whooped on. Oh yeah. Cause obviously she's the the protector, the general, and you're like, all right, like mm-hmm. she's not one to be messed with. And we've seen her from time and time again to hold her own and be yeah. such a badass, but for her to get taken out, um, 
and obviously she, uh, she got thrown over the the bridge so she, she oh yeah i forgot that's how he fucking ends it with her yeah so she wasn't able to you know to to to, to be there when shuri uh came to and uh, negotiated with them which yep. which i was kind of like i'm surprised that they, they took that deal because namora was so set on kill the scientists you know yeah and and I, i'm surprised shuri uh, I, i'm sorry she didn't try to to fight them as well she was so quick to um to kind of like wave the white flag yeah 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 and that's and that's uh again like i think i can even see like just the fact that she was so quick to want to negotiate but i'm also she didn't have any choice she didn't have she's trying to utilize whatever whatever you know she's got at hand and what she had at hand it was her fucking words and her position Mm -hmm. as you know princess of wakanda to like you know, like try to leverage something, which, you know, I can then even seed my to my coworker that issue with her not like leveraging, you know, the fact that Riri didn't intentionally design this thing to like fuck over yeah, this whole hidden city. hidden she, race. she just she theoretically designed this and it turns out it works. Um, yeah. And. Uh, um, but yeah. Uh, so it does i can even see like to a certain extent like well maybe it would have made sense for her to do this because she's you know throwing everything at the wall just to try to save this girl why wouldn't she throw that which i can you know i can see and that might just be a you know a writer's error to not like you know think about motivations you know all the way through um but yeah i mean next up is them getting taken down to the cave and I'm trying to think. Oh no, Everett Ross gets uh, introduced. Well, I, I guess we did. Right, we gloss over. Next? Uh, um, yes, but remember. Uh, uh, oh shit! They extort him for the information. Yes. to find out where Riri is. Yeah, I forgot that's when he shows up, dude. I see Martin Freeman in this. I was like, dude, dude looks pretty good for his age. I honestly, I forgot about him. And until, uh, you know, he, he popped up in that scene where he was running through the woods and they sent that mm-hmm. drone to get his attention. I'm like, oh, shit, I totally forgot about this guy. Because you got to think from uh, Black Panther. It's been a while since Black Panther. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he apparently, I think, had a moment in Civil War that got cut out. Oh, okay. He, there, was an, there was a moment in, I think, Civil War where he uh, he's like walking out of a building and T'Challa's walking in and he has an interaction with T'Challa. Mm-hmm. And... uh. And I think that got cut out or something like that. But um, apparently, yeah, no, it was it was cool to see him again. There are are like a ton of deleted scenes from this movie because somebody was pointing out there. There was a target ad with Riri building her armor that we never saw. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, like that is true. But Everett Ross, definitely the real homie, right? Trying to. He is the man, dude. Yeah, because. God. He, he he was trying to help out and obviously he was um i, I guess he got outsmarted from the very beginning because um yeah. you know obviously jumping forward like we find out that valentina had uh, bugged the beads that he thought he found before yeah. anybody even noticed yeah um dude that uh yeah so like he i'm trying to think now so he gives gives them up and then he ends up at the crash site he finds the the thing he immediately uses it to call but he gets a call because remember uh, um, yeah because yes. we find out Dude, the way he plays that is so funny too yeah he pulls out his phone he's like trying to pretend he's talking to his new girl and yeah then, that's so awesome uh, and 
now I, I'm curious. I, I, I didn't agree with Ramondo wanting to, uh, you know, kick o- Okoya out of the, um, oh, sneezing. <coughs> Bless you. Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> uh, didn't uh, agree with R- Ramondo wanting to strip her of her titles and, and basically kick her out of the group. Um, but then she goes deep. She starts pulling out all this old shit. And I'm like, damn, I, I thought everybody was chill. And she's bringing up Killmonger. And I was like, okay. I was like, she does have a point. But I thought everybody was chill because you guys all survived the blip together. Like so I mean, much. Is- the, she raised her spirit to Wakabi, her fucking husband. Yeah, she was loyal. She Over was- this shit. Yeah, no. And that's and that's I think that was awesome to to show how uh, how hurt Ramonda was. That that bummed me out to see her break down, and you know she's like she's like, can I speak? And because oh, she was so dedicated and, and down for the cause, mm-hmm. and and she she obviously went on that mission with great intentions. She didn't think she, they were going to lose the princess. She didn't give up the princess. It was just they yeah. ran into these new people that they never encountered before and realized that you know they were just a little less powerful at the time. Yeah, no, um, yeah, no, that part bummed me out, and, and to a certain extent, I was like. I was like, damn, I was like, that seems like a bad fucking decision. But at the same time, I was like, damn, when you're like crushed, you make bad decisions. Yeah. When you're like sad and devastated and hopeless, like you will thrash and you will attack and you will push away the people like around you. And um, I don't know, to a certain extent, like I kind of did appreciate that. Um, that, uh, aspect of her just like not being like smart in that situation and like pushing away the people who like are actually there to support you and help you um because i mean i i think all the loss all the um the messages of loss and how you deal with loss and in mourning and and all those different things throughout this like whether you dive into work or whether you like are just searching for connection um with someone else like um i thought they just he played around with a lot of themes around like what mourning and what what it is to deal with loss in a lot of ways that were very very smart and like you know carrying all the way through Mm -hmm. like from namor losing his mother like something he clearly has never gotten over to you know just i don't know it's just a lot a lot of and losing his uh losing their place on 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 you know the surface getting being driven underwater yeah but then coming back to your land and finding colonizers there yep which is crazy yeah man fucking yeah that's what i'm saying like fucking kugler took shots in this movie yeah he, he did and then he also played it right um because I, I was even uh, watching people talking about like the the eternals how um they were in that same area uh whooping on people and trying to like stop that war mm-hmm um, so it, it doesn't make sense. Like I'm not mad at it. I just wish uh, they they didn't yield. I, I wish they would have said, "Fuck you, Aquaman!" Like we're going to war. We're the real underwater king of Atlantis. Yeah, that's no, all good. Um, I'm just still like I can't believe she's still holding on to that uh, Killmonger shit. Because yeah, I mean, it did just happen. Like it. Like- it it did. Well, like, I mean, I guess it was five years ago. It was or it was six years ago. But I mean, six years ain't that long, especially when you're old, man. Yeah, but when old you break it down, Killmonger was kind of right. He was right. <laughs> yeah, he was right about a lot of shit, dude. Yeah, 
He was right about a lot of shit. But but also, I mean, dude, to my to to a certain extent, like uh I think Ramonda sees part of what Killmonger where Killmonger was right because I think she's carrying some of that attitude in the way she's ruling Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Because she's, you know, very distrustful of you know, some of these other countries that don't have a good track record of, you know, being responsible. <laughs> now, um, yeah. What choice would you have made, right? Because going way back to when Namor presented them, like, the alliance. Because obviously he wanted to uh, get revenge for the scientists killing, or not killing, but creating that machine to, to basically mm-hmm. invade their space. Would you have wanted to partner up and protect the vibranium, or would you have been on the fence and been like, "Nah, I don't think that's what they're doing"? Um, I would have. Uh, well, I would have first. I would have definitely said, like, you know, hey, uh, you can't, um, you can't just kill a scientist for developing a technology that that they have no, you know, means to. Uh, to then unless the scientists built the thing so that they could personally come and steal your shit mm-hmm. you know there ain't no, no crime there but at the same time like i think i think just knowing how distrustful and how um how m- grubby all these countries are being about the vibranium i think i would have said like yeah you got to come out though mm-hmm. you got to reveal yourself and we'll we'll help you you know, we'll come out, we'll help you come out, but we'll, and, you know, claims, you know, sovereignty over your area and we'll come to your aid if you are, you know, under attack. But at the same time, it's, you know, one of those situations where, you know, you don't know who you can trust. You don't know, like knowing what we all know from watching this movie and seeing how the Talakan like culture was founded and built, like, and why it was built and why it's been, you know, so secretive and whatnot like you you like being like from the perspective of wakandans i would say oh shit we're like the same Mm -hmm. we're like the same like you were we you know you're just what would have happened to us if we had been colonized like and uh yeah i mean i i I think i think that you know we get to it in the end the alliance does still happen (laughs) yeah but, neighbors uh, playing the long game i think i think i would have taken it i think i would have um i think i would have i would have explored it i would have explored it i would have entertained it and probably gotten into it but for them to outright reject it is a i think part of wakanda needing to learn the hard way that you know being so isolationist and so um so unwilling to aid you know, people in in similar similar boats as you, um, brings you nothing but bad, you know, bad vibes and bad, you know, intentions upon you. And in the end, like you're gonna be, and I mean, they learn. Telecom people are very strong. <laughs> yeah, not a bad ally to have. Yeah, because for anyone who's watched the movie, they didn't strike first against Wakanda. Mm-mm. They they came very diplomatic. It was like, hey, this is yep. what happened. Please let's sort this out. And then it mm-hmm. isn't until 
right? Sherry gets captured, Riri Williams gets captured, and Ramonda's trying her best to locate, uh, you know, where Sherry is. And sure enough, uh, with the the use of Sherry's AI, which I forget his name at this point, um, she finds Nakia. Well, she, she finds that. Remember the 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 um, earrings um, pinged off of. Oh yeah. Yeah. So then she goes to 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 Haiti, which which was weird too because um, I was thinking in the history of Wakanda, has anybody just wanted to leave? Because they're so happy with their culture and mm -hmm. they're so self-sufficient, like nobody really needs to leave. But I was like, huh, has anybody ever left? But then here we are, uh, we find out, yeah, Nakia, she left and she's been in Haiti. Uh, yeah, just I mean, the war dogs also like leave and whatnot. But also Nakia at the beginning of the first Black Panther wasn't living in, in Wakanda either. She was living in like border regions of Wakanda trying to help. Mm -hmm. Like, cause, uh, cause that was one of, uh, one of the things that drove her and T'Challa apart was she was pushing T'Challa towards leaving one. We're wanting yeah. to help. Yeah. Wanting to help these other countries in Africa that were going through, you know, hard times. And, um, and I think part of him, like, making that journey towards what he came, you know, his, his arc of black Panther one was, you know, realizing that, you know, the love, his love was trying to get him to do this. And what ended up getting him to do it was his enemy. <laughs> mm -hmm. And for some reason, seeing Rwanda travel to Haiti and meet with Nakia, it, that like, for some reason that that just confirmed, because obviously going back to the beach scene, um, right before Namor showed up, Ramonda tells Shuri, she's like, there's something I have to tell you about your brother. And then Namor comes, interrupts that. And then we don't really get to hear that again. But then when she goes to Haiti and meets her with. No shit. I didn't fucking remember that. Yeah. She was about to tell her. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. And then. No shit. I totally fucking forgot about mm -hmm. that. Yeah. She... Damn. That. Oh, that's a fucking wild moment that they. Yeah. He just popped up. They like... just fucking. He showed you the cards for a second and then was like, oh, no, nope, now here's a fish man. Yeah. So, yeah. So as soon as you went to Haiti, it, it was like, OK, this is where we're, it, it, it's going to happen because uh, yeah, yeah, remember, the, I did not catch that. The, that was an option that people were toying with that they could have run. Oh, yeah, I knew that. I knew that. And I knew mm -hmm. a lot of people were thinking Nakia was going to end up being uh, the mother of T'Challa's child. Mm -hmm. But um, I didn't catch the fuck that the fact that they fucking told you. Yeah, no, mm -hmm. you guys are right. Yeah, because because uh, uh, yeah, it, it was crazy so early on, and then it got halted. But then yeah, for some reason yeah, but when I saw that, I was like, all right, it's going down. I don't know when it's going down, but it's definitely going to happen. Mm -hmm. That's but, awesome. But yeah, so she talks Nakia into going and looking for. Uh, she asked for help, um, and I, I, I'm not surprised, but just seeing Romana being able to speak speak French, excuse me. Oh yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, how do I, how do you, just so talented, multilingual. I was like, I need to step my shit <laughs> up because it, it was cool too. Because obviously, like you saw like um, the different coloring um, of the subtitles for each language, right? Like Talakan yep. was blue, uh, mm -hmm. was French yellow. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was yellow. And then Wakanda was just white. Or, uh, yeah. Um, also, one of the things I uh, I saw that uh, pointed out was whenever it would skip to the different like locations. Mm -hmm. It would show the language. It would show the Wakandan language, and mm -hmm. then it would decode to English. Mm -hmm. And when they went to Talakan, they showed like Mesoamerican symbols, and then that translated, translated. into mm -hmm. into Talakan, which I thought that was a cool, a cool little uh, I don't know, just like 
little things to make it feel real. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I didn't honestly, I didn't realize how big of a role Nakia was going to play in the movie because I, I thought she mm-hmm. was just going to go ask for some directions and that would be it. But she was a game changer. She, yeah, <laughs> she might have been the one that sparked this whole thing because she's the one that drew first blood. Yeah, she's and a, she had to do some fucking digging to find them too. And also, she was she was about her mission. Like uh, Ramonda told her, like get the princess at any cost. And sure yeah. enough, she didn't want to hear what Sherry had to say. She's like, no, we got to go. Like I made it down here. Like we got to get out of here. And then Riri was on that same boat. She's like, let's get the hell out of here. Even yeah, though, but I mean, Riri, Riri didn't get to see Talakon. She's been sitting in a cave the whole time. Yeah, and um, dude, all the all the stuff when when uh, Namor was showing her Talakon was so cool too. I thought it was kind of morbid what she's in a, a suit that somebody that they just murdered where do you think they got that suit oh shit yeah that's right <laughs> they're like here jump in this we literally killed the person that was in this before you but don't worry about that hopefully Damn, it doesn't smell I totally fucking i totally <laughs> fucking forgot they fucking smoked that person in that suit yeah damn that's hard um but also i was trying know, to- I, just, I just i just thought it was cool like like all those different like just seeing like how they lived and one of the uh, one of the things I saw someone say about uh, about Talakon that was interesting and way cool made it way cooler than Atlantis is Talakon is designed without gravity, where Atlantis in the DC universe is like still built very much on like an idea of like a, this is up and this is down, mm-hmm. and like this is like the like. If things are built from like the ground up talakon was built from like cliffs and like everything was built with like an idea that like you can go kind of anywhere there's no like gravity here like things can be built vertically mm-hmm. rather than having to be built horizontal horizontally which i thought that was really really neat because like there's that point where she like looks down that like that crevice mm-hmm. and it's like all like little buildings on boats like it's all a big thing built around three it's just this intricate like design of uh of a city that just is built without gravity because everybody's just kind of swimming around like where like when they uh whenever you see people in um in like atlantis they still walk yeah and like they still sit and they do things like that and like in talicon it's it seems like it's built completely without that idea of an up or down um, which I thought that was cool. I thought it was a neat little like, uh, like, hey, this isn't unnecessary. I mean, speaking of earlier, we're talking about James Cameron, but speaking of like an unnecessary fucking like detail to include, but like, yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah, um, th- th- this whole uh, conversation with you mentioning um, how you love that, um, you know, they're, they're tying like real culture into the origin switch. Um, mm-hmm. I was uh, thinking about when I was watching like uh, New Rock Stars. Uh, they, they kind of mentioned how I'm going through Talocon, like that scene where you see th- those kids kicking that ball through the circle. Yep. It's uh, like an actual like Mesoamerican yep. game. Like uh, it's like a pr- it's like a proto basketball sort of uh, sort of game. Yeah, they call it uh, Pete's a P-I-T-Z. That was like one of the translations for it, which I'm like, yeah, yeah they didn't very have to cool. include that. Yeah. So yep. he, he, he very did. cool. Ryan Coogler did did a great job. <laughs> um, but and and, it, and what's kind of sad too is that uh, everyone in Talakon was so privy to you know uh, their their leaders bringing this foreigner in 
not one single person was scared. Everyone showed respect. They did the little hand signal thing, the little like. Oh, I love that they both have their own fucking like like salute symbol, like uh, like greeting thing. I thought that was so cool. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry, you just mentioned that like hit me in the fucking heart. <laughs> yeah, but 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 everybody was so friendly and welcoming. Mm -hmm. Like and nobody, like like I said, nobody uh, was uh, nervous or scared that there's this outsider touring mm -hmm. their home. And they're obviously showing respect because she's with their leader and he trusted her mm -hmm. enough to, to, to bring her down there. So that, that, that was one thing that I thought was so cool, but also like such a bummer because like once, you know, blood was shed, I was like, damn it, dude, yeah. those people were so kind and just in their mm -hmm. own world. They they didn't want to do it, but they were, they were ready to go for war for to, to keep Telecon safe. Yep. Yeah, man. I uh, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, next up is, is she, her drawn blood, right? Yeah, because uh, yeah, she she makes it down there, right? Because uh, Shuri gets back from her tour of Talokan, and Riri's like asking what happens, and then Nakia shows up, and then that's when like one of the guards like sees like, holy shit, there's somebody else here, like what the hell's going on? And Nakia just fires, which yep. from her point of view is totally fair because she was uh, you know under the assumption that you know she knows this that this is a hostile situation. She has no idea that that Shuri's there of her own volition that and that they've been t getting taken care of not not once yep. were they mistreated they're being fed mm -hmm. giving giving getting gifts and it's yep. just like it was like as scary as the situation was God, they, dude you're just bumming me out so much right now talking about this shit because it could have been so different yes <laughs> if, if, if nakia because because imagine right like i don't know where um namor went but if if he was i don't know because maybe he would have got pissed and tried to kill Nakia because he did tell Ramonda that like if, if he sent or if she sent a, a ship or anything to there there it would be war but maybe sure he could have been like that middle ground to be like no don't mm -hmm. like like it's all good like, I am captured but like we're just figuring things out like it's fine yeah but yeah you're right dude that really that that is that that hinge point in the movie where like it could have gone one way and instead it went the other way because mm -hmm. and, and it was sad too because even though uh nakia shot uh, sure he definitely wanted to leave but she wanted to tend to the um telecom person that, that got hit because she was like hey mm -hmm. like i could save her give me your beads and nakia was like hell no we got to get the hell out of here like, she was also like dude i shot her way too close to fucking for her to live through that yeah it, it was like a fatal shot there's no way like like she's gonna live and then we even see when it was so sad when that person who got shot asked namor she's like you know like she's like is this it or whatever she said like basically yeah. asking him if this was the end and that was crazy yeah no it was sad it was fucking sad dude um I was saying the next is uh, them going. I think they're going like back. Yeah, they, they go back and they're they're prepping because they know like holy shit like it's about to pop off. Yeah, and then um, you see uh, Shuri. The water the, is that when the water starts coming in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Nokia goes and visits Okoye, and then yeah, and then it's like holy shit, she's like we're. Like under before she even finished an attack, like pfft, like you know the water explosions, everything's going crazy, and that scene, I was I was like, okay, this is the the, the scene from the trailer where we saw like yep. Wakanda getting flooded, and I was like, okay, how bad is it going to get? Because obviously, like in my head, I know as much as I like M Mbaku, 
I was like, he, this is this is no way. Because remember, in early in the movie, he was talking about we simply should have killed the fish man. Um, okay, all right, and we're live again. Welcome back, Tyler Short. This is awesome. Thank you for uh, coming back to do the podcast so soon. Obviously, for anyone who's listening at this point. Uh, video is now running uh, for yep. the for the first portion. We didn't have video due to some technical difficulties on my end. The power randomly cut out, and we had to revisit this podcast. Life gets in the way. Uh, things happen. People have been asking me about uh, where this episode has been, uh, so I'm just happy that uh, we're able to uh, you know sit back down again and get this done. Yeah, you can blame it on uh, PG and E. That's your uh, your uh, your power guy, right? I don't know. It's the city of Anaheim. They're uh, pretty crazy over here. They have like their own power grid. Uh, uh, okay, well then. Yeah, the, you're on your tech. You're on your Texas shit. Yeah, it's uh, you know we we got Disney right down the street, so making things happen over here. Um, but jumping right back into it, we were uh, about to break down. Mbaku, uh, you know, finally being a man of his word, he, he always talked about, well, you know, why not just kill the fish guy? Because yep. if we just um, give in now, what's going to stop him from coming back and bullying us again later? So he sees Damor in Wakanda and he, he goes for it, which I, you know, commend him for. He he wasn't just, uh, you know, all talk. He's actually about it. And he felt the wrath of Namor. And I felt uh, he got, uh, you know, he got it very light. Like Namor didn't even really try. Oh, dude, he didn't even care to go after him to check. He just, just discarded him. Yeah, because I think Namor was um, obviously was there on some other business. He wasn't really too concerned with uh, who Mbaku, you know, was at at that moment. And it, I feel like as soon as Mbaku jumped and was gonna attack Namor from behind, and when Namor just put his arm up broke Ibaku's staff. I'm like, all right, this is not good at all. Like Namor's yeah. about to flex you know, on this guy. Yeah, it shit's about to get real. Like it uh when keeping it real goes wrong. Um he knew he fucked up. And it was uh, the the way Winston Duke wore that shit for a second was uh was pretty great. Yeah. Pretty crazy cuz and Namor puts his arms up just to defend himself, breaks the staff and he just punches through Mbaku's armor, and I I was scared for a second because I was like, okay, if he's punching through the armor, is he going to go through his chest? But luckily, he it seems like he held back. He just he wanted to. Yeah, he could have. Yeah, he just wanted to to kind of just get him out of the way. But after that, yeah, Namor finds his way to the outside of the throne room, which is probably like one of the saddest moments of the movie, right? Because we see Ramonda. Yeah and uh riri williams in there trying to give aid and namor just he he hits the glass and i thought they're were, they're were going to be safe but I, I like i don't know if that was just a test to see if he yeah. could uh you know just smash through it like physically but then we see the the return of those uh water grenades but he actually has like a gang of them and if i'm being honest when i was sitting there in the theater i didn't think we were about to witness the death of like a major character. Yeah, I didn't think so either. Yeah, because obviously we had just dealt with uh, you know, the movie starting out with the loss of T'Challa. In no way did I think we were going to uh, lose somebody else. So th that came to me as like a really, really huge surprise. And I was uh, just taken aback by that because that's something that I wasn't expecting because I was uh, just so focused on, okay, we 
got through or were dealing with this major loss of T'Challa, it didn't even pop in my head that they were going to uh, kill somebody else. Yeah, kill somebody else just as important. Yeah, I mean, I think I said it when we were recording the first half of this. Uh, two funerals in this movie. I couldn't believe it. Even when the second one was happening, I was like, fucking really? Like, are you fucking kidding me? I, I was I, like, if there's one thing I did like about about Black Panther that I think they did a really they, they did a pretty, pretty awesome job. Um, Ryan Coogler did a, did a pretty awesome job with um, with writing this movie or, you know, pacing this movie. Everything about it was it did things that I was like, oh, shit. All right. Like it, it kind of took me back on my ass where I was like damn like it took um i remember those uh early days watching the walking dead when it really felt like any character could die at any point mm-hmm. and you're kind of always on edge and i think um i welcome that shit i mean they're they're introducing so many new characters into the marvel world um i think you kill some of them every now and then <laughs> it and, and, and it, that, real. <laughs> it, it definitely felt real because in, in that moment when you realize that ramonda didn't survive that attack and she yeah. like used the last of her her life and her energy to, to mm-hmm. save riri the first thing that came to mind was damn how sure are we going to deal with this like yeah like back-to-back losses like, like two of um you know two of the most important people in her life and like two like you know the only like real like blood family members left to 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 lose them in such quick succession that was just something that i was like man like i don't know how she's going to deal with this mentally because it's just such like a, a tragic thing yeah, man, I, uh, I and I think that's one of those things where at that moment, they really did tip their hand and let you know, like, yo, T'Challa's got a kid. Mm-hmm. Like he he has to because we're 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 killing the rest of her family right now. Like I uh, but I still I mean, I was I was just in the in the roller coaster, you know, not really looking ahead, just dealing with what loops coming up. And I wasn't even thinking like, oh, you know, they're going to reveal, you know, a, a son of T'Challa by the end of this movie. I was just, I was just sitting in the moment going, fuck, this is heavy. This sucks. Yeah, because if I was in Sherry's position, like I would be like not really caring for a whole lot at that moment. I'd be like, OK, cool. Like, let's like actually burn this whole yeah let's burn this whole place down because like i I, not even over dealing with the loss of my brother but now this guy comes and he's getting his get back and he actually kills my mother like in like you know the the throne room in wakanda somewhere that um you know the 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 whole community felt protected right because there's um you know you can't just enter wakanda uh so for for, for that to happen i would if i was in her position yeah i would be filled with rage and wanting to actually kill namor he, they just did a really good job, like structuring this movie to put Sherry in that position. Like, they made it make sense that she would be that enraged, and because um, I mean, some sometimes that you know they make these movies and you can't really like follow the character's motivation too like too well. You kind of have to just like accept it and just go, all right, I'm just gonna enjoy this for where the where the ride's taking me, but. With with the Black Panther movie, I really felt like I I agreed with a lot of the moves being made, whether they were Namor's moves or Shuri's moves. I feel like everybody's motivations were pretty clear and pretty um, pretty understandable to the point where I uh, 
I never felt like I was like, well, fuck, would that really happen? I was like, yeah, this is totally how this would play out. Like mm-hmm. every everything they did in the movie, I felt like I would like, I was like, uh huh, yep, yep, this is exactly how this would play out. This is an unavoidable uh, outcome right now, and uh, who who knows how 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 bad it's going to get from here, which um which I I, I appreciated. I thought they did a good job structuring that shit out. Yeah, and then it cuts, uh, and it's me trying to remember off the top of my head. Dude, you might you, we're we're three weeks out now. You got it. You, you you might have to take the reins and remind me of what happens next. The next significant thing that pops in my head is um, obviously they have to go through the traditional, uh, you know, ceremony when someone uh-huh. passes and they're they're in the forest in Mbaku. Uh, oh, that that conversation's great. Mm-hmm. That was that was one of the conversations where I uh, that was one of the scenes where I was like, damn, Winston Duke's really stealing this movie. In a lot of ways, his uh, I I just think that character of Mbaku is so much cooler than he had any right to be, based on the source material. <laughs> like he is just so uh, so much more of a well-rounded, uh, real human character than I think he gets made out to be in the comics. Uh, and I uh. I don't know. I like him as a good guy. <laughs> yeah. If, if I think back to the first black Panther and realize that, you know, he kind of, uh, you know, accepts, uh, you know, that he's not going to be the ruler of Wakanda and, uh, goes back to, to his area. I didn't think that he would be so such an important character for Wakanda and uh, his contribution. And I was like, we, we've seen him in, in other movies, but for him to be, uh, that safe haven for the community because uh, mm-hmm. everybody wants to leave Wakanda after the attacks because nobody feels safe anymore. So they're like, all right, cool. Like we're going to go and camp out with Mbaku and hopefully, you know, be out of the way till this whole thing gets resolved because we're not trying to have any more innocent people die. Yeah, no, I, I, I think like all, all that, all that stuff was really was, was cool. I'm trying to think. So, so, he basically tries to talk her out of going to war. Yeah. Cause he felt the power. He felt, he felt what, what, what they're going up against and without a black Panther, without, without things like that, like it, it would be best to just try to make peace. And I, um, I thought that was a cool, um, a cool attitude for him to have being, you know, like you said, going from the let's kill the fish man to immediately being like well no maybe we maybe we beg, you know maybe we settle for peace um just kind of go along with whatever this guy wants like he could obviously really kill a lot of us if he wanted to um because i mean after they do what they do they they bounce mm-hmm. yeah. they don't try to stay and occupy wakanda which is like i mean honestly like that's i i feel like that's almost a uh a nod to um like what what western countries do when they move into places like this they try to like set up shop there whereas uh the talacons kind of hit uh wakanda like vikings mm-hmm. they just came in terrorized the place and then bounced did what they needed to do you know and just got out of there um which is uh, honestly way scarier because that means that they don't they don't care to to rule you mm-hmm. 
they just, came. They just they just showed you they can come in and fuck you up. Mm-hmm. They they came with um you know a, a purpose um, with with a mission. They did what they wanted to do, and yeah, they could have easily occupied Wakanda, taken yeah. over, but um maybe it's because it's all like up you know above water yeah yeah and it would it would it would be they they don't have the interest in expo in expending those kind of resources but they were fully fine expending the resources to coming in and fucking you up for a second which is uh (laughs) that's a message (laughs) yeah because if you think about the one talacan person that got shot versus the amount of uh, yeah you know chaos and destruction that was caused in wakanda it's like okay that definitely was not like in favor of uh the wakandans they should have been a little more chill like they they should have shuri um obviously she she, it was in the heat of the moment she was trying to be you know play like a, a diplomat try to play both sides try to keep the peace but she failed to do that and uh, she had to pay a lot and uh, yeah. you know what came after yeah and you i mean you said it right last time it's all nakia's fault <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and that and it's rough right when there's so many moving pieces and not everyone's on the same page uh ramonda sent nakia there on a mission because any means necessary yeah because in her mind uh she didn't get the talocon tour she didn't get to see um, nope. them on like on like a human level right um yeah. she just knows them as like these like uh this hidden nation that's here to to uh you know have us take out the u.s the the, the people who are trying to search for the vibranium vibranium excuse me and like disrupting their peace she doesn't uh, she didn't get to see them how sure we got to see them so she sent nakia there um un- under the guise that probably riri williams and her daughter right uh she's uh, yeah. like you know also in the same in boat trouble. yeah and like her last uh you know remaining child and yeah if I she mean, was... again all these motivations totally track yeah it all makes sense <laughs> all these motivations totally track it just sucks that, like it was almost <laughs> an unavoidable situation that these these nations would become uh entangled with one another in a in a graphic um not really great way for either of them yeah and it, it it sucked too because it was like this like for me it was, it was this weird reality check right um ever since wakanda was revealed to us in the mcu they were held with such high regard and we saw how powerful the black panther was excuse me and how powerful just uh, the nation of wakanda was just by having vibranium right their, their uh, society is just so much far like advanced with their technology and the stuff that they could do but they chose to 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 be better and to not try to rule over the rest of the world mm-hmm. and we always thought of them as like the superpower but then here comes this nation that we never knew about um out of nowhere and they make wakanda look weak and that was something yeah. that i was like holy shit this is insane yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, I mean, it's the difference between, you know, you have one you got one Black Panther, you got, um, you know, hundreds of Black Panthers because all the Talakan people have, you know, a superior strength mm-hmm. and uh, and resilience like the um, I mean, uh, Akoya even says it like I dealt fatal blows to them and then they just got up a few minutes later and it's like, fuck, like this is a whole different kind of kind of beast i'm really i'm really interested like with what this 
this movie has unfolded into the MCU that we have. Um, like, and, and I mean, I guess it's also just readying us for mutants mm-hmm. and there being like, you know, armies of superpowered people <laughs> in this, in this Marvel world where it's been, you know, just like a dozen here and there. Um, now there's going to be, you know, hundreds and thousands and, uh, you know, to a certain extent, like tens of thousands of people with, Mm-hmm. abilities in this uh in this world which is uh gonna be a mess yeah it's just gonna it's just about to get real interesting and we'll we'll, we'll get it's... there but moving along in the story obviously yep. shuri's uh still dealing with the loss of her her brother and now her mother and it seems like she's just feeling helpless and she wants to um seek help right and she goes back to uh what she was trying to do in the beginning right because she's trying to mm-hmm. uh you know save her brother uh, she wasn't able to synthesize the herb yeah she wasn't able to do that but now here we are a, a little further along in the timeline and she remembers that the telecon they have vibranium and she remembers the story that Namor told her about his mother. And she remembers that uh, that bracelet that was gifted to her, uh, you know, has to maybe be tied yeah. to some sort of uh, secret to maybe helping synthesizing the herb since it comes from the vibranium soil. Yeah, exactly. So so she, she gets to work right away. Right. Which is uh, awesome. And she's she's able to, to try to after trial and error again. It wasn't like she was able to do it right away. She still had to run a ton of tests, but she was able to find a match and she was able to synthesize the herb again, which is awesome but sad at the same time because you're just like, damn it! If you would have met Namor yep. earlier, like we could have exactly. avoided. Damn, that's such a fucking point I haven't thought of. Yeah, a lot of this could could have been avoided, and maybe someone with a little more. Um, experience in dealing with um, those kinds of negotiations, like maybe they, they, they could have came to a better resolution and uh, no Talokan, no Wakandan would have had to have died. So it, it's cool that she was able to synthesize it again. Um, but this is where things get really interesting because I, leading up to the movie, I didn't uh, really look for too many spoilers, even though I, I love spoilers, send me all the spoilers. <laughs> but when she finally decides to go to the astral plane, which is also interesting to me because, right, cause it, it seemed like she didn't really believe in a lot of the the tradition, um, and maybe it's because she was uh, mad at the world for what happened to her family, which I totally understand, yeah. right? Um, but well, she's a science girl, also. Like she mm-hmm. was more into that aspect of it rather than the the whole like. There's no way she actually like. I I legitimately don't know if she actually believed she'd see spirits mm-hmm. because I, I do remember uh she was so frustrated because uh, she was just so confused and wondering why um she was gifted the, the the skills of being so smart and having so much uh knowledge and be able to being able to do a lot but the one thing she wasn't able to do was to save her brother yeah and i i know I, I, that was weighing heavy under till the very end of the movie but um, when she finally goes to the astral plane, I thought she was going to see a relative. Well, she did see a relative, excuse me, but I thought she was going to see mm-hmm. someone um, <laughs> on like the actual like good side. 
But when she's in there and you, you see all the fire, I'm just like, oh, this is this doesn't seem happy. She's not on uh, because, well, well, first of all, remember, she wakes up underwater, right? Uh, she hits yeah. the astral plane. She's underwater. And this is where I knew things weren't right, because um, thinking back to uh, T'Challa, he was out in the the wilderness yeah. and the, the Black Panthers were out there. And when she's uh, waking up underwater, I'm like, OK, this is it seems eerie. This seems like just like what her mother and Riri just went through. Yeah. Uh, she finally comes up from the water. She's in the throne room. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is not where I think she should be. Cause I thought she would be out there where all the other black Panthers were. And she was going to have to, uh, you know, be able or be able to talk to, uh, I, I was hoping that, that she would run into like her dad or her, her mom who just passed. But when she rounds the, you know, the, the uh, other side of the throne and you see that it's, um, Killmonger, I was floored. I'm like, holy shit. Right. You see, I, I had a feeling that this one, but that's because I was watching one of those. I watched that Screen Crush video, okay. the one, uh, one of the ones that I sent you. And he was theorizing that that scene in the preview where she's in the throne room and it's on fire. He was like, this is probably the astral plane. This is like a dream secret sequence where she's she's going through something like he he theorized that. And in looking at it, I was like, fuck, I bet she talks to Killmonger then. Because mm-hmm. that doesn't look like a happy. No. Like, that that's not a happy uh, astral plane experience. This is a uh, a bad trip. Um, and uh, so I, I had a feeling when, when, when she ca- came up out of that water and I saw she was in the throne room, I was like, oh, this is going to be where it's on fire. She's not going to talk to anybody she wants to. She's going to end up talking to Killmonger. And then, but then, dude, when he talks to her, and I'm like, "Fuck, she is him right now." Yeah, no, and it also was a really good reminder that Killmonger, his reasoning for doing everything that he did, uh, I feel like he was justified. Like as yeah, much, absolutely, as much as I wanted to to, to hate him because I was uh, Team T'Challa. Um, if I'm being honest, if I was in his shoes, if, if I found out about that crazy corruption and my father getting murdered, I'd do the same thing. Well, and then also, though, like the idea that she's talking to him because she's feeling the same way he felt about things. And you're realizing you're like, oh, damn, like. He he wouldn't have let this happen. If he was ruling Wakanda at this time. He would have he wouldn't have let this happen. Yeah. He would have he gone would have with been, the, the Mbaku been, approach. I think he would have went exactly, to war a lot he would faster have been swifter and he would have been quicker to act in, 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 in to violence. He would have been quicker to act to violence and aggression. Um, which is why he shouldn't be black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I agree with that, but now I'm wondering, man, Killmonger versus Namor fight would have been badass. It would have been badass, but 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 I'm saying like I uh, I I love that 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 they introduce his character again, give you that reminder that like yo he's got a, a very valid outlook, mm-hmm. yeah, on the world because everything also everything he thought would happen is happening. Like people are coming in trying to steal their shit, mm-hmm. like trying to take advantage of them, like framing them for things that they're. That's why he burned all the herbs because he didn't want anybody to have access to their exactly. rituals. Yeah, man. I just, I just, so much of, so much of that scene I thought was so cool. And again, like one of those things where I was watching, I'm like, this all fucking tracks. 
This all absolutely tracks and makes sense. And I just have to throw in there. I love the relationship between uh, Michael B. Jordan and Ryan Coogler. So the fact that he was able to bring him back again, I was like, yes, I was so excited because I'm such a fan of Michael B. Jordan. And, and I, and just the amount of love that he got post black Panther, right? So many people Mm -hmm. loved uh, Killmonger and were sad that they had to have killed him off. People were even clamoring for him to get recasted as the black Panther, uh, which would have been interesting, but I'm just happy that they were able to squeeze that in there. So and, and it was something that I yeah. wasn't expecting. And I thought it, it, it was amazing. It, it didn't feel like too much. It, it was so believable. And like you said, it, it tracked, it made sense. It wasn't something that yeah. I, you know, um, thumb my nose at. I was just like, this is, this is great. Yeah, no, indeed. That, that conversation is just so good. And uh, I mean, it's just also the fact that like uh, Letitia Wright's a great actress, but like for her to be in, they i don't think they got that much screen time together in the first black panther and just mm-hmm. that scene of the two of them having that conversation was just so so great cuz she could not argue with him yeah and to me just her having to to meet this uh, questionable character right obviously uh, mm-hmm. her, uh, a family member but wasn't remembered in the best light but i, I felt like for her having to come face to face with him and uh, i imagine she was just as surprised as, as i was when she saw who was sitting in that throne. she was mad she was pissed yeah but to <laughs> me it, it's like okay she's at a fork in the road right because obviously the uh, she was shown him for a reason. It wasn't just like, all right, here's, we're just going to pick a name out of the hat and that's who yeah. you're going to meet. No, that th- there is like importance to who you see when you travel to the astral plane. And I felt like, okay, this is where she, she has to make a choice. Is she going to follow in the path of uh, Killmonger or is she going to try to continue to, to do what she th- thinks is, um, you know, uh, good for uh, not just for herself, but for Wakanda in general, right? Because she's got to realize that the whole nation is kind of resting on her shoulders at yep. this point. And for her to, uh, to, and, and to now to have that, right? Because when she comes back, she gets asked, who did you see? And she's like, I don't know if she's embarrassed or if she doesn't want to um, have to just answer even more questions on why she saw who she saw. Mm-hmm. So now she has even more weight on her shoulders that she has to bear. And um, I, I was just, <laughs> uh, in that scene, like, how do you think they would have reacted? Obviously, um, I'm not sure how in tune Riri would have been with uh, who Killmonger was, because obviously she didn't get to um, experience mm-hmm. uh, his wrath. But do you think it was beneficial for her to, to hide it or should she have just told Nakia like, Hey, I saw Killmonger. I think, I think that they would have questioned her judgment at that point. I think that the only way that movie moves forward on the track it is, is her, is her lying, mm-hmm. which is again, though it's, it's that that's, um, I mean, it's another one of those moments where it's like, man, so many things could be problem or so many problems could be solved if people just opened up about what they were going through yeah but she wasn't ready to open up she was one she wanted she was choosing anger she was choosing rage she um she was being warned she was getting all the warning signs that these were the wrong this was the wrong you know road to go down but she was looking and seeing no other option and not seeing anything else that was even telling her like or even like enticing her to make a different decision 
she was only getting confirmation bias that like you know you're you're correct like given to the point where like she the person she sees in her vision is a person saying yeah you're right to be mad right now you should be mad mm-hmm. and she tells him that like, she's gonna like she tells him that she's gonna kill namor yeah that, yeah that she's gonna get her revenge and and at that point, I was like, all right, here we go. We're about to see, uh, you know, dark Shuri. It's not going to mm-hmm. be all Skittles and rainbows. Like, we're going to see some dark shit because I wasn't ready for R- Ramona dying. So I was ready. Now I'm like, all right, I'm gearing up for some, like, for like a heel turn. Because uh, at that point, you could be like, all right, eye for an eye. Um, Nakia killed the one Talakan person. Uh, we got hit out of, um, you know, retaliation for what we did. Let's just call it even even though it's definitely not even right she lost her mom they disrespected wakanda um so i completely would not want to just drop it there like you'd have to keep it going because at that point it's like too many especially right at home like i I wouldn't have been able to be okay with just walking away like they got to get their get back now which is how things go and the shit never ends exactly Um, exactly and it sucks it it definitely sucks because um i i don't see how they they could rest especially when uh so many uh innocent people and just yeah uh so many innocent people died and it just they just took it like a lot further than it needed to to go i think yeah no i i agree i agree i mean and that's another thing was i think um the whole time, though, I think Namor really was trying to uh, bait them into the into a conflict. Though, I mean, obviously, they were they were ready for the retaliation mm-hmm. when it did come. They had uh, given he didn't know they were going to have actual designs and plans for him personally. Um, but uh, but Namor wanted it. He wanted it. Yeah, because he. he, he the options that he gave Ramonda and Shuri in the very beginning didn't really uh, have too many peaceful outcomes, right? Because no. he, uh, he knew that he was uh, applying pressure on these people that he didn't even know existed. He, he had just found out about them, and he didn't even want to explore other options. It was just like, yo, like we got to kill like the, the, the either option kill this teenager. yeah either option that they chose like there was going to be uh, someone dying yeah it wasn't like they they couldn't come to an actual peaceful resolution so war yeah, but, was I mean, that's, but, yeah and but it's also it's like from a completely different culture from a culture of of warriors and 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 you know people who have been harmed when it when it comes to them trusting others so uh it made sense for him to be completely opposed to anything other than the extermination of a problem yeah because he's Uh, obviously traumatized from what he saw when he was a child um and saw his people get run off the land literally into the water and then when he went to go bury his mom, he saw the colonizers. And then the, I'm sure those words that they spoke to him when he was a kid, he obviously never forgot. So yeah. I, I'm sure that that held some weight with him, for especially for as long as he's been alive. Yeah, no, I, uh, again, back, right back to all these motivations, everything tracked. Yeah, so she's getting questioned by um, Nakia and Riri about who she saw. She said she didn't see anybody. And then she gets frustrated and she uh, hits that thing and it goes flying 
because she's she, she's tra- claiming that it, it didn't work. Obviously, that she was trying to cover up the fact that it actually did work because she did see someone in the astral plane. But she comes back, she hits that thing, goes flying to the wall, and you realize, like, whoa, she has really strong. Um, or she has super strength now because uh, she should have been able to mm-hmm. um, have that much of an impact. And at that point, you're like, okay, cool. Like, like here it is finally after so long of uh, this question mark hanging over the movie, who's going to be the next Black Panther? There it is, right? Finally, officially revealed it's Shuri, yep. um, which was cool. I'm I'm happy that they're able to um, pass the reins to her. I feel like she'll she'll be a good fit for it. Um, and then she goes on to, to, to make her suit, which, uh, w- was cool. Didn't seem too weird. The design was fine. I, I felt like it, it made sense. So I was okay with that. Yeah. People commented. It's kind of a mix of Killmonger and like, a, 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 and, and like includes her like facial, like war paint or whatever that she would wear. Mm-hmm. which is cool but i like the i like the idea that she put the gold stuff in it like like killmonger's uh suit i thought that was neat yeah and the way that um she gets introduced right she she drops in on the the the, the meeting with all the important people up there where mbaku lives and uh everybody was excited right because they thought yeah. the the legend of dead. yeah and and talking about their protector someone that they they believed in this this long standing tradition they thought it was over because they didn't have any more of the herbs but when shuri dropped in i feel like it just like reinvigorated the whole nation to show them like hey black panther's back like we're about to make some moves and we're we're, we're going to fix this so th- that was like a, a really important moment in the movie for the black Panther to officially get revealed and especially to show all the leaders of the nation that uh, their protector was back and that it was Shuri. Yeah, no, for sure. I, uh, I, uh, I also liked that M'Baku's, uh, like arm wrestling her immediately. Yeah. Like I thought that was a cool, like just to test her strength, the test of it's real. Mm-hmm. And then he, she proves it's 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 real. She's really it. Yeah. And yeah, because uh, I, I yes, he, he's just such a good character. I love that. Yeah. he he's great, dude. It's 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 perfect casting. It's the best thing. It's one of the best things they did with that first Black Panther movie, especially now that, you know, we've lost Chadwick Boseman's presence. It, it's great that they really nailed an, an, one of the other castings for that movie that he can carry on and fill that mentor like void to shuri who no like i guarantee in the in the designs for these black panther movies shuri would have been black panther at some point you think so i absolutely think so i absolutely think that we would have gotten some weird stories like like uh t'challa would have stepped away from it at some point we would have gotten a shuri black panther um I think we would have gotten it all, but we would have gotten it with him being more involved. And I think that if we're going to have to do it without him around, which is a tragedy, at least they cast Winston Duke in that supporting role to, to, you know, fill that void of that mentorship that she is going to need in uh, becoming the hero. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Which, I, this is a good hero's journey, man. Like, I, I it sucked. It sucked that basically they had to just kind of like do a Black Black Panther again. Like, like they established the world. They established the character. They gave a really good sound, like you know, foundation for who T'Challa was. And then to immediately have to be like, all right, well, we're just gonna do it now for Shuri. Because we, because MCU needs a Black Panther. Like now that we've introduced it, we can't not have it. We we need a Black Panther because of what it represents to you know this world that we're designing. And I think that uh, I don't know. I, th- I think that Winston Duke just being able to to fill that um, that void that Chadwick Boseman's leaving um, because it was you know such an unavoidable like 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 i don't know i i think it's an impossible task for him to like really fill it but i think he's doing like a fucking as good a job as you can yeah and you got to think about the the time in between the first black panther to wakanda forever uh so much has happened in just the general universe right so much like world building and i was always skeptical uh, with Chad Bosen's passing, I was like, I don't like, how is Ryan Coogler going to, uh, pick up these pieces and, uh, have to write a new script. And I just forgot how strong that, or how strong the rest of the cast is. Yeah, right? dude, so, straight up. Yeah. Watching Wakanda forever and just these points that you're making, it's like, yeah, it, everything was just reminding me like, wow, like is awesome is Chadwick Boseman is, um, so is everybody else. Like this isn't like, it wasn't all like, you know, top heavy with just him. Like, no, just like from top to bottom, everybody is great. And dude, that's, I think that's one of those things where like, we've, we've had issues in this, this phase where some of these movies have been really, really strong for some characters, Mm -hmm. but like not there all the way for others. And I think that Black Panther surely stands out as a movie with a really strong supporting cast that um all have names you remember they all have you know personalities you're familiar with and that stick out from one another there's no just like um i don't know it's just a really good job of making of you know a a tapestry of of characters rather than just like a repeating pattern Mm-hmm. and nothing feels forced everything feels just yeah. right like they just hit this awesome mix of people that all just blend really well together and and conflict with one another mm-hmm. yeah like they, they not only do they all fit in this world really nice they also they they conflict with one another in ways that make them feel really um like ideological to different viewpoints it's uh i don't know it's cool it's fucking cool <laughs> Yeah, shout out to uh, the whole cast. But okay, so we'll finally get the the return of Black Panther, and they're preparing to to get Namor back. And um, Shuri and Riri they realize that uh, Namor's weakness is uh, bringing him to to the uh, uh, um the, the surface and to have yeah. him drawn away from any water and to to try to um, heat him up to 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 weaken him because they're uh comparing him to the other Talokan and wondering how, where he gets his power why doesn't he have to wear one of those like breathing masks yeah. with the water in it 
and that was their plan. They're like, oh, okay, like, um, I forgot what the tick was that uh, gave it away that um, uh, he needed the water. I can't remember either. But, I mean, they basically decided to try to make him into beef jerky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they wanted to, to, to dry him out. Yeah. Which which was a great plan, right? They were just throwing him in the microwave uh, to mm-hmm. to weaken him, which was a, a, a great plan. And uh, we finally get to see um, you know everybody gearing up and then uh, we get to see um, Okoye and Anika in their Midnight Angels costumes, right? Because this was like this little like mm-hmm. ongoing thing in the like, early parts of the movie where Shuri was designing something. Um, she didn't like it. Yeah, she, she was going through all, all these redesigns. <laughs> but uh, she finally just told o- Okoye, she's like, just trust me, just put this on. It'll be awesome. And I, I like the final design. I, I, I thought it, I, it was awesome. Yeah, I think they uh, kind of remind me of uh, Predator okay. a little bit. The, um like not as you know certainly not as scary but um that uh i think the um, the like the cloak part of it or whatever and the way it hangs back and the how the how the mask can like fall down or whatever it uh kind of reminds me of the um uh god what are they what are the yauchos is that what the that's the predators call i think I've never seen predator sorry you never seen predator <laughs> my friend are you fucking kidding there's me? my tmi i've never seen it Dude, I'm I'm really. Predator's <laughs> fantastic movie, man. Okay, where where Second should I start? Second one's good too. Second one's good too. First, just just watch the first two. Okay, so I'm not going to go into like AVP and all. No, nah, don't okay. don't watch any of those. I I actually like the Predators movie where they go to the the Yaucho planet. It's okay. Yaucho, uh, where they also they actually go to their planet and uh, Adrian Brody's and I think I just like Adrian Brody a lot. Um, I think uh, fuck, I think um. Lawrence Fishburne's in that too. I'm pretty sure, okay. um, but I, I, that one's okay. And then I hear the new one's good. I haven't watched it yet though. All right, but uh, I hear I, good I, things about the new one. Gotta tap in. I'll figure it out, dude. The second one, me and Ashton watched it recently. Mm-hmm. It is so much better than I remembered it being. They actually do. The only thing that can stop a good or bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun, but they do it in the funniest, most insane way possible. Like they truly make fun of that whole idea that like the only way to be safe is for everybody to have guns. Mm-hmm. And they absolutely like make fun of that, that whole worldview that people have, which, you know, I'm a gun owner, but I, 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 I think that's also I think that idea is ridiculous, <laughs> but, um, it, but it's, it was honestly pretty funny and they do a, it's a, a, a nice critique on the war on drugs too, which is, a. Um, way smarter than I thought a movie about aliens coming down and hunting people would be. Mm-hmm. Um, especially watching it as an adult when I think the last time I watched it, I was like a teenager. And I just watched it because I wanted to see people die in graphic ways. Um, Danny Glover's in it too. He's pretty great in it. Um, but yeah, damn. Hasn't seen Predator. Well, anyways, back to the Midnight <laughs> Angels. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, uh, yeah, we get the reveal of the final Midnight Angel suits, but then we also get to see uh riri williams uh second suit right because we got to see like her, mm-hmm. her her prototype is Ironheart, um leading up to that uh, bridge fight scene at, at the um, beginning of the movie but now we get to see uh her put in like real work and actually get to design a, a real suit which w- what was awesome it, it made me happy just because 
being such an Iron Man fan, you, and, want, you wanted to see another Iron Man. I know. Yeah. So, so just, <laughs> just, just, just knowing that that the the, the spirit of Tony Stark. Uh, is just going to live on in, in this form, right? Because obviously Stark Industries is still a thing, but just to be able to see another, um, see, and I have to remind myself, okay, not really a protege because they didn't get to meet in the MCU, but she's obviously so inspired by what Tony Stark did. So for for us to, to have another iron suit uh, person in the MCU is awesome because obviously like we're still getting War Machine but just to have Riri Williams and we get to see like a, 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 a real suit a, a professional uh, like you know high-end suit not something she built in some random garage she you know had um, sort of some real help and I, I think yeah. it came out great the the design was cool the the heart shapes in there looking. yeah, yeah. I, it, it didn't look stupid to me I, I wasn't bummed about it I was really stoked on um, seeing her final suit as well yeah, it was a it was a sleek look. I I that that scene later where you see her like hit the the thrusters to go up or whatever. I liked the um the way it like I, I like the motion in the suit. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite things about the Iron Man movies was watching the different ways the suit would kind of like um, intuitively move to like perform tasks and whatnot. I thought that was cool, and I thought that was neat when you see that afterburner thing like pick on for her to get faster and higher and quicker um yeah no i thought the suit was cool and i thought the plan all the all that all that stuff was was cool i'm trying to remember um anything that anything else that's going on in that time before they're just on the boat no i, I think it's a pretty quick succession right because yeah. she becomes black panther and then it's just them prepping for war because I, I i i think at this point we're just hitting that final act and there's not yeah. much else story building to do besides like all right like we gotta uh, kind of have everybody meet head on uh like wakanda's like at uh, full power now because they have access to the black panther and now we're going to get to see what it's like for the black panther to go up against namor the serpent god uh so yeah they basically just go straight into their plan. They uh, rides this weird ship, which I've never seen before. Right. That's like the first. Yeah. It's a pretty <laughs> peculiar looking ship, honestly. Yeah. So it's like this weird, like um, weird, like water vessel thing. And they, they, they ride it out uh, into the ocean, obviously to, to lure out uh, the Talokan and try to get Namor to come out so they can capture him. And I, I thought they had a really good plan. It, it, it was such a cool way for, basically the these like land fighters and the wakandans to to travel to basically uh you know their enemy's home field because uh yeah they could have uh, tried to stay somewhere on land but they're like no nah, like screw this like i i think they just don't want to risk any more innocent people dying so like let's just yeah. bring it to the ocean in the middle of nowhere and just have whoever's gonna fight so it's like you know kind of like all right they don't have to worry about any innocent people dying or getting in the way they can just go at whoever's there and not have to uh it's like work to worry about like one less thing yeah i mean it truly is like uh though like a reminder that the wakandans don't believe that life ends with death Mm -hmm. because they this is a very suicidey mission yeah because uh there's no guarantee there <laughs> not many of them survive <laughs> yeah yeah w- which is uh pretty rough but it is yeah um but but, but it was cool to, to be able to see the uh, midnight angels fighting it, it was awesome to see um, them in action and then all the cable all the cable 
work too with them like fighting on the side of the ship too is really sick yeah and that scene right where they're like all on the side of the ship but then when you see shuri come in and she's like diving Mm -hmm. in between uh it it just looks so slick that it looked awesome it was really cool i uh like you know my big thing that i come to in all these marvel movies is the end the cgi punch them up is always the part that like i loathe and this one was cool (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they, they they did a really good job, and it, it, but it was but it was cool because it's it's the CGI punch him up. It's the same. It's a very similar one to like a Spider Man one we get. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's uh, like my my least favorite CGI punch him up maybe in this whole in this whole um phase has been the Shang Chi one, which is one of my favorite movies of the phase. We'll get there. Like the movie was one of my favorite of the phase, but mm-hmm. that CGI punch him up with him and his dad at the end. I thought that they could have just used more real martial arts and made that more interesting. But again, you can't, you can't uh, practically affect black Panther running on the side of a ship, slashing water monsters to bits and knocking them off and killing them and, and whatnot. Like you can't practically affect that one. So I'm going to give Marvel, I'm going to give Marvel this one and Disney this one where like, you can't do this without doing a CGI punch them up. So I'm okay with this, this being your, your huge action set piece for the end because they did then do lots of practical when it comes to the Wakandans and the Talakans fighting on flat as best they could. And you could tell, you know, they did real cable work and stuff with the people who were, you know, doing the fighting on the sides of the ship, but, um, but yeah, all the stuff with Shuri was, was you, it did a really good job of being like, yeah, this is a playground for a person with these kinds of abilities. And it was great also to, to see throughout that whole fight. Like you saw, like everybody came out to support, uh, Shuri, the, the new back, the new black Panther, the Jabari tribe, Nakia, yep. the door Milaje, like everybody was like, all right, like, let's go. Like, obviously we're all trained and ready to fight for reasons like this to protect our nation. So for everybody to be on board and there wasn't really much pushback against Shuri to, to, to hatch this plan. Right. Cause the Jabari, the door Milaje, anybody could have been against it, but they, they were ready to, 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 you know, follow their leader in whichever direction she wanted to, to take them. And she wanted to go to war. So they're ready to fight alongside with her. It seemed with no questions asked. Yeah. I mean, but they did just lose their queen to, <laughs> to a fish man. So like it, I, I can imagine there's a lot of bloodlust. Mm-hmm. And so they hatched this plan to try to isolate uh name or and to, to to heat him up to to try to weaken him and i thought yeah the foolproof plan and right they they capture him uh they they, they get him alone and they capture him in that uh, royal fighter ship yeah and even in my mind i didn't account for him trying to break free i thought they were just gonna have like get him in there and i thought they would have it way more secure than they actually did but when they got him in there and he starts like trying to rip apart the ship from the inside, I'm like, holy shit. Like, did they not think about this? Like, did, I, 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 yeah, I, it's it, like, what's going he's on? He's going to be fine if this thing crashes. Yeah. So it, he's uh, going to be fine. He's pretty impenetrable. Like, yeah, like it does not matter to him to try to just wreck this thing out of the sky. 
because like, yeah, uh, especially if it's over water <laughs> exactly because he could just fall in the water be fine or he could uh, use his wings on his ankles and fly out like he, yeah. he had he had so many options where like as soon as i saw him starting to tear the ship apart from the inside i'm like oh shit this this is not going to go as smooth as i thought and and i will say dude that is one of those things that is one of those moments where um i feel like one of our asses were in the writer's room for that you know like where like so often we'll be watching these we're, we're doing these talks and we're like why wouldn't they just do this and like they, they were hatching this plan and then you know some motherfucker like us was like well why wouldn't he just start like breaking everything <laughs> and they're like oh yeah it's a good idea we'll just have him start breaking everything that's a really like way to good way to build tension because he's not not gonna give a shit yeah and like, he has and and he has the same material that their ship's like made out of because like uh th that's the what this whole thing started for is um over vibranium yeah. so uh th that just was like oh shit it, it, it clicked back in my mind like yeah he's like on the same level as them like just because they yeah. captured him like uh, they're gonna need a, a lot more but luckily the ship held together enough just to get him away from the water like just he ba barely <laughs> and um pretty cool fight scene right namor versus oh yeah and, and again though i was just complaining about cgi punch him up mm -hmm. the fight with 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 her and him was was legit <laughs> to me when she went for his ankles she cut his wings she clipped oh, his wings i was like oh shit that was pretty brutal dude ashton ashton was like she was she was like screaming she was like yes that's what you gotta do yeah because <laughs> now because you got to take away uh you know uh one major ability right so now he can't fly away now he has to you know fight you yep. right in front of you um he can't take it to the air so th that was really smart of sherry to do and, and really brutal because obviously she, she used oh, yeah. her, her claws and she she was going at it um yeah i mean she drew blood like that was that was a graphic thing to do it was definitely one of those moments where i was like i was like i guess i guess they can get away with this because it's not real <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I don't know anybody that has wings on their ankles, so it's not. Right. But like, it's definitely one of those moments where it's like that's kind of the same thing as ripping somebody's ear off. <laughs> mm -hmm. Pretty brutal. Um, but the, the 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 fight was great. To I didn't have any real issue with how the fight played out, and they it fucked each other up good. And and, and it was a a great showcase for for both. Right, we got to see. Um, how strong Namor actually is, right? To because to to finally fight someone, uh, you know, on like on his, his on his yep. same level, because obviously he he was hitting up, uh, um, Mbaku and just kind of beating on all these like uh, weaker people. But finally, when he comes up against somebody with uh, their own powers, it's like okay, cool. Like we get to see how strong Namor actually is, but then also we get to see how strong Shuri is, right? Because we hadn't seen her in real action fighting someone uh, with powers as well. So um, it, it was just a good showcase for both, in my opinion. And you really haven't seen a Black Panther fight somebody um, like superior to them mm -hmm. as well. Like most of the fights that, uh, like, I mean, aside from, you know, T'Challa getting owned by Thanos. Um, but, uh, everybody got owned by Thanos. Um, yeah. but like everybody you've seen the black Panther go up against has been a, uh, like not an equal mm -hmm. to the, to that, that power. So it was, it was interesting seeing Shuri fight, uh, fight Namor and 
both of them having that feeling of I've got to try to kill this person. Mm -hmm. Like that's the only way I'm going to live is if I try to kill this person. And I, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I appreciated that. I uh, think that, I think that very seldom in these Marvel movies, because they're, they're movies about heroes do you get a fight scene at the end where like both both parties are like i am trying to kill mm-hmm. and because at this point sure is in, in villain mode <laughs> yeah she, she's walking that that the dark path because she said it right she she went um to war with the intention of getting revenge and killing namor yeah. right and she almost got got like when, when she got speared through the stomach mm-hmm. Uh, that was my one issue with with the fight is when she pulled the spear out. There's no blood, um, if you remember that. Yeah, yeah but n- not a big deal, right? It's still a great fight scene. But she she pulls out the spear and then she she gets Namor because he's on, he's on his last leg as well because he's yep. trying to get back to the 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 water to get revitalized. But he just went through this brutal fight with Shuri, and she finally gets him. Right? She she pulls the spear out. She gets him, and she has to make a choice. She's like, all right, cool. Like, am I going to do what I came here to do and kill, actually kill Namor and have this war continue? Yeah. Forever war. Yeah. And then we finally get her uh, hearing from Ramonda, right? Where mm-hmm. R- Ramonda speaks to her and kind of, uh, kind of uh, brings her back to, uh, you know, grounded, right? She's she she's trying to try, trying to remind her, like, hey, like, uh, yeah, I I died. All these bad things happened, but you don't have to be, uh, you know, that person to 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 keep this going. Like, you have the choice to to, to be the better person to to end all of this. And if I'm being honest, if I was in Shuri's shoes, I would have killed anymore. Hundred percent. You always say that. I would have every every one of these movies, dude. You always you always go full villain. I'm yeah. Th- this is this is my heel turn. I'm I'm not destined to to be the hero. I'm I'm, I'm trying to shack up with Doctor Doom and Thanos. I oh. was literally just thinking that. I was like, I can't wait for you to be sympathetic to everything Doctor Doom wants to do. Yeah, but but I I I think we're you were talking about Ramonda. Uh, Oh yeah, like yeah, coming and bringing her back. Yeah, I'm just kind of grounding Shuri, right? She was just kind of like letting her know, um, like you have a choice. This is this is where you're at another fork in the road, right? Like you already went mm-hmm. down the dark path because you claimed to kill and to have this revenge, and now you're here. You have to make that hard choice: Are you gonna kill Namor, or are you gonna try to make peace now that the essentially the power is in her hands now right she she has yeah. the 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 choice to make she um uh, has namor in a great spot where she she could end everything right now and like we said earlier start this forever war with the talokan and like i said i would have killed him no questions asked yeah dude i don't know i uh i that was that was like the really special moment of the movie i think for me was all those flashes when they were showing the Wakandans and the Talakan, like her or her specifically, like I liked that they were showing Wakandan life and then they were specifically flashing back to just Shuri's perspective of seeing people in Talakan because they didn't, they didn't show anything that they didn't show earlier. 
meaning that they didn't want to like they didn't give like some like imagined idea of what Shuri had for Talakan. They gave her firsthand experience mm-hmm. of seeing these people as uh as like I don't know, as I mean they're not human exactly, but as humans, <laughs> as like people who live in a, you know, in a community and the children. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like life like down that, there is just as important yeah. as life in Wakanda. Yeah, and like I, I think also like the children thing was a really important thing to show, like because that's who this is going to really affect. Like, it's not just like you doing this right now isn't is going to affect like you and all the people who are like fighting right now, mm-hmm. but it's also going to affect all those people who are like you know nine ten years old, living and playing games. And, you know, learning how to, you know, be a part of this, you know, community in this country. And instead, you doing this would basically mean all those people, all those children would now be eventual soldiers in this war that you're about to cause. <laughs> and, uh, and I don't know. I thought I thought it was a it was it was a strong moment for her to uh, to do what T'Challa would have done. Yeah, she she obviously didn't take the easy way out like I would have. She <laughs> she she asked Namor to to yield. She was like, "Yo, like I will spare your life. I will do something that not anyone expected that I would do. But I will let you go if you just yield and." just leave us alone, right? Just go back to Talokan. We'll stay out of each other's way and we'll just leave it at that. And Namor, he, in his mind, in the roundabout way, right? He kind of gets what he wants, right? Because yeah. Oh, he absolutely got what he wanted. Yeah, because he, he wanted uh, Wakanda as he an ally. Yeah he, yeah, he he wanted the truce. He wanted that, 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 uh, that um, partnership with Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Because what's her name? I'm I'm drawing a blank on her name. Homegirl, one of his generals. Oh, oh, wait! It's 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 like his name but different. Namora, Namora, Namora. Yep. Yeah. Namora. She because she's because uh, uh, I was like uh, fast forward to them being yep. back in Talakan and she's kind of frustrated at why he yielded and he explains to him like he's like yo like we're playing we the lo- yeah like we're playing the yeah. long game like you think the search for vibranium is going to end. It's like, no, like they're going to come for Wakanda and Wakanda is going to come to us for help. And then we're going to finally get to go to war with the the surface. Yeah. With the people on land, the surface. And in the end, it's going to be us and Wakanda, just like how I wanted. So just chill. Like, Mm -hmm. like there, there's a reason to, to everything. And and this is right. He's painting, um, right. He, he, he's painting that, that mural of the black Panther, and mm-hmm. uh, the was it like a Talokan person or was it a serpent? I can't remember. Um, yeah, I think it was a serpent. And it's just like I was like, wow. You know, it's like did he's they great man? They, he's fucking great. They they uh, <laughs> they 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 won. They kind of won in the end, right? The bad guys yeah. or tech, the bad guys kind of got what what they wanted in, in this long roundabout way, which was crazy. But it was cool, obviously, to, to, to see Shuri, right? And another light. She was able to uh, think clearly after she was contacted by her mom. It was like, okay, there are other ways to solve this. I don't always have to go, uh, you know, uh, from like zero to 100 and just see red and just want to actually 
burn everything. Like I can be okay. And it's not just about me anymore. I'm the, literally the protector of Wakanda. I'm literally the person in charge. So it's not just like, like my actions reflect the whole nation now. So, so for her to be able to think clearly in that moment shows a lot of, uh, I feel like growth in in her character and that, in just that one instance. Yeah, I know it was a good hero's journey, man. I thought, I thought they did a really good job of doing Black Panther, but again, but a little different this time. And um, yeah, it was it was cool. And it just man, so many great characters, dude. Just uh, for for them to introduce Namor or Namor, what however the fuck uh, we're gonna pronounce it in the MCU. Um, I kind of hate he, that, uh, but I feel like it's like interchangeable. I don't think it's, it's that. cool. It's it's cool that they gave it that explanation. Um, but uh very um very very chris nolan of them to uh to ground it a little bit more in a in a reality um but uh yeah i thought just there was a great way to introduce his character Mm -hmm. great way to transform shuri into a worthy black panther yeah yeah Um, because we were alongside her this journey, right? She wasn't just like, all right, T'Challa's gone, you're it. It's like, no, she went through a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, a lot of yeah. growth. She she went through it to get to where she's at. And I think that's why um, I have zero issues with Shuri as Black Panther. She, she deserves it. It, it, it was a great yeah. telling. And I, I was happy that we were able to be right alongside her to, to, to see it from the highs and the lows Mm-hmm. Of, uh, of this character so it, it was definitely a, a great uh, way to develop this new black panther because that was the one thing right like so many people even me i was skeptical i wanted them to to recast but the the approach that they took i thought was brilliant ryan cooler is an, an amazing person he so. hasn't done anything wrong yet no no he, he, he's, he hasn't done anything wrong yet in any of his movies he hasn't done anything wrong yet he's awesome i'm a i'm, yeah, I'm such a huge I, fan I can't wait to see what he does with these shows. And I'm trying to think like, so the rest of the movie is basically just breaking out these shows. Yeah. Building I, out what they're. The, yeah. The, there's like tying up loose ends. Um, I thought maybe I'm of the minority, but I think Shuri should have let Riri take the suit. Yeah. Cause Riri yeah, has. To- except, except dude, I'm so excited to see her build a new suit and, and it be um, what like somewhat different. Um, I, I, I thought the suit was cool. I thought it was, it was sleek. It was slick. It looked, it looked nice, but I'm excited to see her go through her, uh, her, her, her Tony Stark phase. <laughs> I feel like she, I'm, I, I feel like they're, they're handicapping her, right? Cause now you got to think she's already on the radar mm-hmm. of the U S government, yeah. the Talo Khan who, who knows who else? Cause yeah. it, it, she, she's a um, high profile now, especially after participating in this giant fight against the Talo Khan. She's on some database somewhere. So for her to get sent back to um, college, right? She has to go back to college, right? Screw that. If I was her, I'm not going to college. Like there's other things at hand. College should be the last thing on Riri Williams mind at that point, but she's a nerd. And she's still a kid too, right? Very yeah, young. She's a nerd. Like yeah. that's that's where that's where we we said we said this when we were talking about uh, um, Spider Man. You were like, you're like, dude, why isn't he just gonna go be Spider Man? I'm like, because he's a fucking nerd. He wants to go to school. He likes it. And he has he, he's on the, he's on the side mission. He has to get his friends back. 
Dude, I, I, I'm hoping they're in uh, Ironheart. Maybe Ned, maybe uh, Zendaya might be too high profile to, to get. Might be too high, high profile, but man, like I could totally see them cameoing in the Ironheart show just based on them all being at MIT together. Yeah, just, get just one scene. One I think scene. that's an, just yeah, at least <laughs> like crossing the in the hallway or in the cafeteria, something or in the library or something. Like at some point, like just just let these things coexist in the world. That would be so cool. They're they're both so smart, right? And obviously, they're at that school for a, a reason, right? Because they're all mm -hmm. into technology and all that. So yeah, it would be criminal if. I mean, yo, I think I can't remember if I said it when we were talking about her uh, before. But uh, maybe if we if we are going to see a Ned Hobgoblin, maybe somebody might help him make the the glider. Oh, no, she <laughs> but she's probably, she's probably going to get suckered again. She's probably just going to get, uh, you know, talked into making something that she doesn't really know yeah. what it's for. Dude, that would be fucking crazy. That would be fucking crazy if 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 if, if it, that would be such a cool way to develop a villain for for Peter outside of a Spider-Man story mm -hmm. for then him to come back into into a spider-man story fully formed which you know i i like Ned. i don't want to see him become a villain but uh, I know it's whatever sure. i know everybody's rooting for it yeah because it, it would just be so insane because he's such a likable character mm -hmm. he's hilarious and he, he's he's special because we saw in the last spider-man he, he's open in mm -hmm. portals yep. and yep he, so could happen um, but i, yeah, I just so, uh, I just think they should have handicapped her. They should have just yeah. They they take her suit away. I, I'm 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 fine with it. I I want to see I want to see the uh, but uh, I want to see the montage of her building a new one. Shout out to Shuri for fixing her car to to go to all that trouble yeah, that to to, to put it back together and to be like yo like I'll ship it back to you like it'll get there like when you get there. So that was mm -hmm. a, that, that was a very nice thing that Shuri did for Riri. Yeah, that was that was sweet. I. uh I don't know as much about Ironheart, so like I know that car does mean a lot in the comics. Yeah, because that was like a, a, her dad's. Yeah, they right? like worked on it, yeah. and um, that was great. And then we see, uh, do they show Okoye? I'm trying to remember what Okoye does afterwards. I'm trying to think because she who, never. Um, who comes for Ross? Is it Okoye who comes for Ross, or is it? Uh, the other one. I think it was Anika. Was it Anika? Is it Anika? Is it Anika who comes for Ross? Um, let me look this up. <laughs> it's been three weeks. <laughs> Screw um, Allegra, whatever her name is, Dave uh, Fontaine. Yeah. Dude, I love that she's, I, I love that she's just, that they're going full CIA as the bad guy. Yeah, but in my mind, I'm just like, the. It just is so surprising how powerful the U.S. government is. Do like, you see their sentry uh, is probably going to be in the Thunderbolts or the, is going to be in the Thunderbolts? Sentry mm -mm. is going to be the villain in the Thunderbolts, apparently. That's something that I don't I'm not really that stoked on. If I'm being honest, I hate the team. Thunderbolts? I don't like the team. Really? Yeah. You got Yelena, whack. Worst, one I of the like worst her. movies. Come on, I like her. Come on, bro. Let's be honest. She sucks. I like, I like her. She sucks, bro. I like her in anything that anything that's Winter Soldier is going to be in. I'm stoked on. And I, I feel like that's their anchor, right? Is Winter Soldier? Dude, Red Red Guardian's going to be great too, though. 
I'm, I'm just he not. He was the, great, dude. Okay. I do not. I do not get the Yelena hate, and I do not. Uh, and dude, uh, John Walker U.S. agent is going to be awesome. That guy is so whack, dude. He's sick. he should not have lived past. <laughs> I'm so excited for more. More. Of his Who character. is that guy going to beat up? He's he's trash. He's sick. Bucky should kill him. In on site, Bucky should kill him. Um. The only person that's cool besides uh, Task or uh, I, I, I almost said Taskmaster. Taskmaster's whack. I can't believe ta- Taskmaster is going to be in it. But is uh, Ghost. Right? I do like Ghost. Yeah, Ghost is cool, but I just am not a fan of um, you know Valentina. Like how, dude, I, like, like obviously I she. Lo- I love Julia Louis Dreyfus, dude. She, I'm so stoked. She's been this. weaving and like putting together this this team, right, for for a while now. But what are they gonna do? It's gonna be it's gonna be sick. It's gonna be bad. Yeah. Like bad, bad in a good way. It's gonna be. It's gonna. It's gonna fuck things up. I'm excited for. I'm excited for a Marvel movie that is going to fuck things up. I I just I, I can't obviously it's not it's out not going to be clean it's not going to be a cool ending someone's going to die it's going to be rough I hope it's Yelena I hope it's all of them except for Bucky I want them all to die except nah, for Bucky dude. nah dude I'm excited for this okay so um, I, I I told you I distracted because I'm trying to figure out who um who saved Ross yeah who was it but I can't believe uh, how is he so high up in government, but f- like fell for uh, Valentina's plan. He got he got got. He did get got. I mean, it's his ex-wife, dude. She he, she's gonna know how to fuck with him. Yeah, I guess there's a little soft spot because he was pushing her buttons in, in the very beginning as well. Yep. Um, I can't find this. Uh. But I was happy to see that they were loyal to him for helping out. Mm-hmm. They didn't just forget about him. Yeah, I mean they're good. They're 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 dope. I'm wondering is if he, is he going to be I guess living in Wakanda as an exile? He's going to have to go hide in Wakanda because he can't just keep living in the U.S. He's going to be wanted. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering. I, I'm, I'm I don't know. I'm curious because like I've I've seen like a lot of. Uh, the, all, all, a lot of the talk I've seen about the Thunderbolts thinks it's really going to revolve around, like either affecting these Wakanda shows. A lot of people are like the speculation I've seen is that the Thunderbolts is going to deal with some of this, uh, this fucking with Wakanda. One of the uh, one of the things I heard or uh, the Screen Crush guy was talking about was possibly Valentina getting in and. Um, uh fuck what was uh what was um god dude daniel whatever from get out i'm blanking on his last name right now i know who you're talking about uh, but i'm really bad at actors um was it J- jakari or what was his name and in the movie in in the first black panther i'm really bad at actors and so let me see I can yeah, I'm, I'm I'm searching Black Panther right now. Look at us. This is great podcasting. You sound like Adam Twenty Two. 
<laughs> I don't know what that is, but I uh, believe you. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm really critical of uh, the way that they structure. Wakabi. Daniel Kalia. Daniel Kalia. Uh, so he's still in prison in, in Wakanda. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that I was that Screen Crush guy was um, entertaining is the idea that uh, Valentino is going to try to get to him or or start pressuring Wakanda to release like, you know, prisoners mm-hmm. like of war, like because, you know, it's not really like a good look when you like keep political prisoners in your country. And because Wakanda is going to be open to the world that like maybe they'll start being like diplomatic pressure to release some of these prisoners. And she might try to come in and try to get Daniel Kaluuya to, you know, maybe do a coup in Wakanda and and try to, you know, take over, you know, kind of the thing that the United States and the CIA have a history of doing to uh, nations in any sort of turmoil, but that they might use the Thunderbolts as a way to possibly send in an insurgent force to uh destabilize wakanda in a way like maybe a false flag or some sort of uh thing that they might set up in uh in wakanda to uh because you've heard the ideas that uh um uh thunderbolt ross might end up being president right yeah well they uh recasted harrison ford and the harrison ford might play thunderbolt ross as president of the united states which would be no good for so many people, but also so believable. Yeah, but I'm just of a thing that would happen because, God damn it, if we haven't had that shit happen in our country a bunch of times, one of um, the he's one of the rare characters that have that has been around since before, like the MCU, Marvel Studios, which people yeah. forget. I'm obviously rest in peace uh, to the original actor. Yeah, but, uh, uh, William Hurt or whatever. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. the fucking man. And I, I was just always holding out for Red Hulk, right? Because that's who I mean, Red I guess Hulk. we're gonna get it. <laughs> Harrison Ford, uh, he's coming back. He's he's, he's gonna, gonna finally be the Red Hulk. That's that'd they be just wild. Can't let him fly any planes because he might crash them. Um, um, but uh, but going back, I, I I did read. Um, it was uh, and honestly, I I remember after reading, but um, Okoye actually saved Ross. Agent She's Ross. the one who saved him. Yeah. Okay, that's that's sweet because they got the history. Yeah, so, I'm glad they just didn't send him a stranger to save him. Yeah, they're like, this is this is priority. We're going to send one of the Midnight Angels to make sure that we actually get this dude to yeah, where he needs to be. So she's getting her own show on top of Wakanda getting its own series, correct? Yes, she's yeah. getting her own. Wakanda um, as a entity is getting its own series and then Akoya is getting her own series for sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but, yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm interested in how these sh- these shows are going to wrap in. But I do that. That's why I'm excited about Thunderbolts is because I think Thunderbolts is going to tie into we need, a lot of this Wakanda story. We, uh, we, we need to kind of raise the bar when it comes to these Disney plus TV series. Right. Because I, I felt like we started so high with I've liked the last two. I like Miss Marvel, man. I, I didn't hate it. It wasn't like terrible, but I just feel like I like she Hulk a lot. I just feel like the quality and, and obviously they know a lot of things that I don't right Cause they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're building stuff behind the scenes. So I, like a lot of these things have a purpose hopefully, but for me, it's like okay, I, I'm 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 not gonna trash Marvel because I, I I love Marvel. I'm a Marvel fanboy, but I'm just sitting 
patiently and I'm just way more skeptical to, to see where all this goes because it seemed like there was some direction, right? Obviously, a lot of this. Um, with, I think I think Moon Knight is the is the misstep, even though I liked it. Okay, no, no, I I, I definitely agree. Which I think Moon Knight's where they 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 did something that didn't seem like it was going anywhere. But I did like the story, and I like the character, and I like Oscar Isaac. I but I feel like they shot themselves in the foot because I felt like they they did like the Venom thing where they're like, oh, like this isn't in the MCU, like this is just here. They didn't do that with they didn't do that with Moon Knight. I'm. They didn't say it's not in the MCU. I thought I read that somewhere. Am I crazy? Because no, I thought I'm pretty. Oh. I don't think they 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 said anything like that. I just think they just haven't agreed that they're going to keep doing anything with the character. Which makes no sense. Like, what's the point? I don't know either. Why? Why do it if you're not going to keep doing it? Right? I'm right there with you. They put Oscar Isaac through all that training. He learned how to do Krav Maga. Is that? I don't know if that's that viable. <laughs> I, but I'm. I'll, I'll I'll hold my opinions on Krav Maga. I remember. Well, whatever, I, whatever, whatever, whatever mixed martial arts they had him doing okay. for, for that. I, I think a lot of it was Krav Maga. I have a funny Krav Maga story that I'll tell you off here. That's uh, more appropriate to not be told here. It's kind of funny. Okay. Um, <laughs> but um, you are right. Uh, the director gave reasons why there was barely any ties to the MCU, but it, it is an MCU. But I'm not going to read this giant article. But again, I mean, Moon Knight. Did a did a giant CGI punch him up at the end. I, I it pretty much had me until the very end, and then it mm-hmm. did all that all that dumb giant kaiju shit, which I didn't really care for too much. But yeah, I uh, I liked it all the way up until that. Like even even uh, if I pretend that part didn't happen, mm-hmm. I like everything else that was going on. I just wish we just just give us that one brutal fight scene. I I thought Moon Knight would have been the one that give it to us, but. Uh, it uh, didn't happen, but I liked Miss Marvel, man. I thought Miss Marvel was a nice, a nice special story. And um, I, I enjoyed Miss Marvel. I just wasn't stoked on it because I feel like that came out at a time where uh, they were, they're still trying to not really talk about Inhumans when she's in Inhuman. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, I guess they're also. I mean, they just are saying fuck it and going full bore into we're we're gonna start doing mutants we're gonna start having yeah. mutants be a thing which you but know it's like, to have that mentioned twice in one year is exciting to me yeah but are they gonna even if she isn't one are, are they gonna I'm, try I'm, to I'm, retcon this stuff and bring back in humans at some point because you like mutants know, are mutants are, are super important but also at the same time inhumans are just as important as well so know, to, I, I i i think it's insane that they brought back black bolt to do something very, very cool with it in a movie. Yeah, but not only bring back Black Bolt, they literally brought back the same actor from the TV show. Yeah, I know. So it's just like I know and he was not a bad part of it. No, Medusa looked like trash, but uh, just so bad. I just wish, since they they have every, like they literally have everything under their umbrella now, right? Like some things here and there, maybe they they don't have full mm-hmm. control over, but they have so much of the pie that. I just wish they would try to fix some things because obviously they uh, they've been wanting mutants. Right. So they, they I'm not sure that's like the only reason why they acquired Fox. But now that they have the ability to uh, to, to fix this glaring issue and be able to tie in a big part of this universe that has that they've had to ignore for so long. Yeah, that, I that's think cool. there's, like a, there's a time period drop off for some of those characters, too. I think they've got to wait 
a certain amount of time before they start using them. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I heard. I think that's one reason why Deadpool's getting pushed back to a certain extent is because we're having to wait for Wolverine. Wolverine. Keep we're having to wait. Well, we're having to wait for like Wolverine to come back up in the queue that he's like available. Like he's on the he's on the bench right now. He can't be uh Yeah, but Father Time it's ticking. Hugh Jackman. Please stay healthy. Make Dude, it he still looks great. Yeah, he's probably taking tons of steroids, which is fine. Oh no, he is. He, yeah. he's, he's he said it. it like they they in 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 an interview of being I think being asked like how he stayed in 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 Wolverine shape. He was like steroids is the only way you could do this. Yeah. See, unlike the Liver King, unlike John Cena, Hugh Jackman has no problem admitting that he's actually taking stuff. John Cena tries to say he's not taking steroids. Yeah, he's a giant. Of course, I know. That's why it's it's it's, it's comical something. that he do thinks not get that big. Yeah, it's crazy. Little liar. But so we, we we get okay. Well, we didn't even finish talking about the movie. Uh, we didn't. We're, we're getting. The, the, I mean, the last thing left is is we find out Nakia's got a got a kiddo. But there was that. Uh, finally, I feel like there was like this big closure where we see yeah, like the, the, she burns. They're the back in Haiti. You yep. see, um, uh, Shuri on the beach, and she finally burns to to start anew. And that's when it got me. She's sitting there crying, and I'm just like, oh, because because I I thought that's where, that's where it was gonna end, right? Because like she sits there, she starts crying, and then the the, the music starts playing, and you're like, oh, this is how it's gonna end. But obviously, it, it kind of jumps back in, and that's where I'm just like, oh, this is this is so sad because uh, she'd been through a lot, um, and, and it sucks that she and, and and at that point, I was like, oh, it sucks that she is going through a lot of this alone now. She has no family, but then in comes Nakia. And she's like, oh, like I, I want you to meet somebody. And then that's where all the things started clicking in my head. Like, yep, this goes ties back to the very beginning of the movie where uh, Ramondo was trying to tell her, like, hey, I have something to tell you about your brother. Yeah. But got you, interrupted. You you brought that up when we were doing the first part of this. And I, I was like, fuck, I, that rolled right past me because mm-hmm. they just kept that movie moving. Yeah. Great Dude, pace. Movie moved. Movie moved. For as long as it, it, it like the, the runtime didn't feel like it. it it was yeah it was, it was paced in, really well it was a very engaging movie i like i want to say i might still put spider-man wait hold that thought because i want to rank phase four okay since, since this is the end right this yeah. uh, this is actually the end because last time we said it was the end but oh we're leading up to the guardian so guardian stuff's out i haven't yeah. watched it yet but i haven't watched it yet either we have we still haven't watched werewolf by night maybe we'll do a a, a bonus episode where we'll, Ooh, we'll watch christmas and Hol- holiday special yeah, we'll let's do, do it let's special. do it i'm down i'm down we'll, um, we'll do we'll watch werewolf by night and that and we'll, we'll we'll chat about them okay um oh one one last thing i wanted to mention uh about the the t'challa child thing because i i noticed it when when they said it and i was like that seems fucking so specific and i can't remember why but uh I, I and I'm I'm not even gonna try to uh, pronounce the guy's last name, but um, the uh, the the kiddo his his Haitian name is Toussaint because mm-hmm. you know Haiti was like ruled by the French for fucking ever. Um, one of the leaders in the Haitian Revolution was named Toussaint Louverture or Louverture or whatever the however the fuck you pronounce this guy's last name so they literally made a nod to the haitian revolution in what t'challa jr's 
damn that one over my head that's why Haitian name is yeah no I, I i was like i was like fuck that's so specific i need to look up because i'm pretty sure there's a, a toussaint who was like a famous guy in that and i was like oh it's 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 the famous guy in the haitian revolution mm-hmm. but yeah so there's just, just so many cool fucking like from the from the aztec in my in like in like in like um like god i can't remember what you what you call that area of uh of america back then um but like from all of that like um like all that aztec shit that they blended into the talacan culture to all the the you know all the great african stuff that they do with wakanda to the connecting it to haiti and you know france fucking with wakanda and just just all the different things that kugler did with this movie where like you know like this is this is where you do um where like people get so upset about like like so many people are getting upset about the mcu and all the woke stuff and in, in the mcu and stuff and it's like black panther 2 is one of the best criticisms of like col- like colonialism and all the different like exploitative practices that all of our shitty countries have done to countries that had no fucking reason for us to go fuck with them um i would imagine a lot of people are pissed off about this movie but it's so damn good that if you were to sit there and like really go through like what you what why you didn't like this movie you would just out yourself as a racist and a sexist mm-hmm. Yeah, everything was because you're because clearly at the bottom of it, that's the only issue you actually have with this movie. Yeah, no, I I, I definitely agree because even like like my one gripe, like I said, was the no blood when Shuri was pulling the spear out of her stomach. In that, you can even almost like you can fucking hand wave that off, like oh the vibranium suit and it like you know it's a nano suit, so it just you know closed it back up, you know whatever she's black panther she heals faster yada 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 whatever whatever at the end of the day you know i'd rather see blood 100 <laughs> percent. so i but i can see where like you know yeah it's a bit much to show that but they fucking showed her fucking slash his goddamn wing off his ankle oh. okay well in my head they could have definitely showed some blood with the spear as well but you know yeah these movies are also for kids that's just a small small very small issue so it's like <laughs> Like we need the uh we need the um the uh the R edit of these movies as well. Can we just get two edits of these movies? Can we, we get one with blood and one without blood. What was uh what what game video game was it when you were younger? You could turn the blood off. You could do that. There was a mo- there was a there was a game you could turn the blood off. It was like I can't remember what it was now. That sounds crazy. I it was something really violent. You could like in the in the settings you could turn blood off. I can't remember what it was now. It might have been like fucking Goldeneye or some shit. I can't remember. Alright, hold on. I'm looking at a list of the best games with that option. <laughs> that was a really long list. Uh, interesting. I would never turn that option on. <laughs> Um, great movie. I I I highly recommend it. Um, yeah. One benefit of us uh, putting this out later than we had intended to is I uh, know a lot of people have gone out to see it. Like I said, people were asking where this episode was, so I'm happy that we're here. But for anyone who, for whatever reason, um, haven't had the chance to go see 
Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I highly recommend it. Uh, probably ranks number number three on, on my list of uh, best films from the MCU Phase Four, which I want to get into now, Tyler. All right, let's do it. If you're ready, I, I want to hear your list, starting with um, you know the bottom, working your way to the top. Like, in your opinion, give me your top five, starting at number I'm trying five. To, I'm, try, I'm trying to find a list right now of 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 the the five, and there we go. Okay, I got it. Oh, I, I said top five, but there's actually seven movies. <laughs> Miscounted. Or of the phase four or whatever. Yeah. That's what I meant to say. Um. Okay, I'm looking at the list now. God damn it! Why? Why can't I just like look at a list? I've got to look at a list of then also what they what they are. God damn it! All right. Starting. There's seven seven movies. So seven movies. Let's start at seven and then work our work your way to the top. Then I'll give you my seven. God damn it! Okay, here we go. I got it. Okay. Got a list now. All right. All right, so number one for me is wait, wait, wait. I think are we we're going worst seven yeah worst the best we're going worst worst the best Eternals worst the Eternals which th- those murmurs of a sequel like which I cannot believe but I I agree I'll see I'll see I'll see it but I'm not happy about it I I agree bottom of the barrel for Phase I'll Four I'll see it but I'm not happy about it I'll see it but I'm not happy about it okay <laughs> same boat same boat content we have to watch it um. So, I mean, really, after Eternals, it's it's not that I think anything else is bad. It's oh, just that I don't think one. they're... There's it's, a, just, the, I, it's not bad. <laughs> it's just not as good as the other ones. It's not bad. But I'm going to... But but you're going to be happy that the next one I'm going to say is Black Widow. Thank you. Okay, we're in but line. We're in I line. I still like it. I still like it. It's just... Maybe... I it, still like it. It's a good spy movie. It's okay. it's It's got cool action set pieces. It's got... It's got a really good story for Natasha. Okay. I like it for all of that. I like it for all. I like it's a great family story. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. I the only thing I will I will cede you Taskmaster was not handled great. Mm-hmm. That APC pulling up is absolutely a a a a a, a moment breaker where you go. That doesn't look right. Somebody um, fell asleep while editing this. Yeah, you you are right on that. I will cede you those the, that ground, but still, I do like it. Okay. But in in honestly, these these two could be interchangeable. Black Widow and Thor: Love and Thunder could almost fall in. They're 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 almost even running. Oh, that yeah. doesn't mean I don't like Thor: Love and Thunder. But it, the best thing about it was was Gore. Yeah, the villain Gore the God Butcher. He made that movie so good. So, okay. so th- there's there's that. So in my head, it's it's Eternals bottom of the barrel. I like Black Widow and Thor: Love and Thunder about the same. So they're they're next. Okay. Um, fourth is a toss up really between Shang Chi and Doctor Strange. I don't Ooh, know. Really? Okay. I don't know which one really. It, it probably Doctor Strange. I think I really like Shang Chi. Me too. I really liked Doctor Strange, though. I thought it was cool. Like one of the things I said about it was, it really felt like you were reading a comic. Yeah. Like every scene, really, it really felt like when you turned the page, anything could happen. 
So when they change the scene, anything can happen. True. I think they did a really good job. But also Shang-Chi is just such a good origin story. Yeah, I, I think what Doctor Strange suffers from is they use him as like a support character, right? Because they they're building off of that movie. It yes. wasn't like we're yeah. anticipating Doctor Strange three because mm -hmm. we don't know where they're where he's going to go in this big. He was a minor part of the story. Yeah, so they're like he's uh, and it sucks to say this, but he's like a stepping stone because he's building up these other people. Yeah. But but he's but he's just as important. But yeah. he's not one of the main ones, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, no, no. I, so. I but also we saw multiple Doctor Stranges in the movie. Yeah, crazy. so we had you had Doctor Stranges pulling attention from our Doctor Strange. Yeah, the zombie uh, strange. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I would say Doctor Strange and Shang Chi, depending on the day of the week, I feel like they could they could swap okay okay in my head like uh because then when it really comes down to it like of course dr strange is going to have a cgi punch him up at the end because that's what kind of movie dr strange is yeah it's like mind bending like so when it comes to shang chi having a cgi punch him up i'm like man they could have done more, some more martial arts shit with this i do think the dragon looks cool <laughs> mm -hmm. like that was sick i don't know but uh, so yeah depending on which day of the week i feel like those two can 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 switch around and then top three would be wait is that yeah okay so you know this is top, top two now. yeah top two yeah because right? you did uh shang chi and yeah so so three three could either be dr stranger or, or shang chi depending on how i'm feeling that week mm -hmm. and then two's black panther and one spider-man for me wow that's no great list uh does black panther take the top for you no Actually, Shang Chi does. If I'm Shang Chi gonna... takes the top for you. Yeah, because um, something that you said, um, a, a, an origin story, right? Because if you look at mm -hmm. the, this whole list, we're familiar with uh, except All for, these characters. except for yep. uh, the Eternals. Um, <laughs> that doesn't really yeah, count. Yeah, right? we don't even talk about uh, <laughs> a dark spot. Dark spot. But um, when when they're taking a risk and in introducing um, a, a, a new character, a new Avenger, it's it's a big deal. And yeah. for them to uh, explore um, this character and, and traditionally not one of the most popular comic book characters. So this is a, yeah, a, a, they knocked it out of the park with the casting, though. Yeah. To, but to be able to, to bring this character to, to the big screen and to, yeah. to make so many waves like I walked away from that movie thinking like, wow, like Chi is really fucking powerful. Like, how is Dude, he that's walking away from force awakens that was similar feeling of walking away from shang chi like wow i've got a new hero mm -hmm. so th that was like a big thing for me and obviously like uh and obviously a lot of people are gonna be oh you only like it because he's asian like like so what i'm fucking yeah, asian. i was about to say so what but <laughs> yeah. i was drinking yeah um, but yeah so <laughs> that that's not even a, a factor that's just a cherry on top but i just felt like for them to be able to have done that and, and to, to to introduce somebody because you got you got to think about how early on shang chi was and to, to have to live up to the hype of what just happened with endgame they did an amazing job so i'm looking forward yeah. to seeing the return of shang chi i'm happy to to put that movie at the top of my list and for yeah, i mean it was also coming off the heels of black widow though which wasn't the best marvel movie yeah as well like it was it it really it but then also shang chi also i think ruined eternals even more than eternals ruined eternals yeah because but also you're coming the, off a high and, and you got to think a high watermark like shang chi like first new character 
of this brand new phase, right? Because mm -hmm. every, everybody is like, we're so hopped up on, all right, MCU, Endgame, that shit was like, like mind blowing, like building up over for so long. Like, what's next? Like, who's gonna like, you know, be like the next major star? And uh, for for them to, to to come out swinging with Shang Chi, that 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 was awesome, and they set the bar with Shang Chi, right? Because like you said, kind of crippled themselves with, with with Eternals, but then when you have to bring out the heavy hitters like Spider Man, Thor, just yeah. to to compete, I I I, th I think he holds his own, and I'm, I'm super stoked on yeah, the I future mean, of that character. Thinking about how these movies hit and affected, like definitely do play off each other in a way. Because you think we we watched Black Widow and we were like, okay, cool, we finally got a Black Widow movie. And finally, that's how I feel about it. But also, remember, we had to wait for so long because of the pandemic. Yeah. I mean that in two different ways. Okay, I mean, yeah. we finally got a Black Widow movie, period. And also, we finally got a Black Widow movie. It was supposed to come out two years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so we're coming off that, and then we go into Shang Chi with you know hopes wherever they were, come out just completely, supremely impressed. Mm -hmm. with the movie to then go into eternals off the mm -hmm. highest shang chi to just get yeah blindsided just by dashed. trash yeah just dashed to then have spider-man be the next thing you do you see you're just like is high water again when when we saw this but but also yeah. like that that shows to me how good dr strange was that it came out after spider-man and we were still like yes i but obviously we saw some some fallout right from Spider-Man, you mean? Yeah. Like the 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 fallout from Spider-Man was in Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but that, but I'm saying like that that's also like like it's you know Shang Chi Eternals coming after Shang Chi was like devastating. Yeah. But then Doctor Strange coming after Spider-Man, we were both like, yes, we're still here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then it, but then it can also I can totally get coming off out of Doctor Strange, Thor: Love and Thunder not being as strong of a movie might make it seem even worse. Yeah, because we're coming off. We're we're first. expecting like because like we were so low with Eternals, and then we were on this high with Spider Man yep. and uh, Doctor Strange, which hit on so many like you know n the nostalgia of seeing the other Spider Mans, and then even seeing the the, the, the future of Spider Man. Yeah, and then the nerd out of getting to see the Illuminati like that because that was that was like okay like the lids blown off everything's fucking fair game at yeah. this point yeah no amazing so wait so shang chi's your number one what's your number two is it spider-man no it's black panther it's black panther sick yeah good i'm glad we have different ones number so number three spider-man for you then I'm assuming? yes 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 and then number four is that doctor strange mm -hmm. doctor strange and then is five thor for you inevitably yes because you don't like you don't like Eternals for Black Widow, it Thor was better in my opinion than those other two. Yeah. So, yeah. Which, which honestly, that says a lot to how much you uh, you really don't like Eternals and Black Widow because you also don't like Thor. And 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 maybe right, maybe in some other timeline, Black Widow comes out on time, and it makes more sense. Mm -hmm. I might enjoy it more, but I just, I, I just felt not to their own fault. But it was I mean, just they just they just they just needed a new widow. That was really it. The, mm -hmm. the reason Black Widow exists is a passing of the torch. I get it. They want to still have a widow. They wanted to get a younger girl who can get beat up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like they, it, they, they killed. They, they for best effect killed Natasha. Sure. She, she wanted like, all that money. Maybe she would have lived. <laughs> I don't know. 
but I get it. It's just due to circumstances of the timeline that we're in. It just wasn't. Yeah, no, it just wasn't. Good. I can, and, I, and I can and I can see that. I just I think I really I, I just thought the story was cool. I thought the story was cool, even if some of the visuals lacked and even if they, you know, fumbled the bag on a on a character. I uh, I do like the introduction of Red Guardian. I think he's a fun a fun character and I'm excited. I'm excited to see him bumble around in a stupid movie about a bunch of uh, black ops people who have no business doing anything that they're probably doing. Okay. So with Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special out now, phase four is officially done, right? Yep. So now we have phase five and I don't want to talk about six yet just because it's so far and there's just too much speculation. So we'll save phase six for another time, but phase five upcoming we have some craziness next year with Ant-Man three films or Th- Ant-Man and Quantumania or whatever. Yeah. Dude, did you hear uh Coogler is possibly getting uh, looked at to uh, direct one of the Kang movies? Yeah. I, I was going to say, I'm, cause as you're saying that in my head, I'm like Avengers movies, but that is King. Yeah. Which yeah. he hasn't failed. He's brilliant. I'm stoked. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for them to let him. It's just like, the Russos did such a good job with the movies that they helmed. Mm-hmm. I think that it's really impressive what Marvel has let some of these creators. Because, I mean, the Russos are creators. Like, they mm-hmm. created, uh, or they did a lot of the work on what made Arrested Development so great and what made Community so great. That um, I'm excited to see what, uh, what somebody like Kugler can do with a bigger platform like an Avengers movie. And we got to give credit to Kevin Feige, right? Because he yep, is one is one man who's overseeing all these projects, and whatever he's doing, just yeah, he's doing a lot of things right, which yeah. I'm so lately, happy. With. I agree. Lately, I'm I'm very excited about what what's what's happening. Which I couldn't believe I'd still be have this much gas in the tank for Marvel. Me too. I was like, am I going to hit? But also, this helps like having you to talk to about all this shit. It definitely helps having like friends who are like in the bag. <laughs> yeah, this is like like, OK, it's like Marvel movie. And then I know there's a podcast tied to it no matter what. So that's always something fun for me, too. Um, But yeah, phase five, we have was it six movies Two, four, yeah, six movies starting with Ant-Man into Guardians, the Marvels, uh, Captain America, New World Order. Thunderbolts and then ending with Blade, which is interesting. They're ending and that's pending. Like if this is a, the, the correct yeah. order, right? Like we don't nothing yeah. sense. I mean, yet. I heard they finally got the director and everything lined up for Blade and it's going to actually roll now, which I'm stoked on because because me too, because you got to think we haven't heard from Blade since Eternals and we just heard his voice. We didn't get to see him. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. For anyone who didn't catch that, yeah, Blade had his, his little voice uh, debut, his voice acting debut, whatever. Um, but um, based off just the, the the movies that we have for Phase Five, I'm pretty excited because me too. Because w- starting, I'm excited for a new Captain America movie, man. Oh, because you, you got to think we haven't seen Sam Wilson since Falcon Winter Soldier, which is, I know. seems ages ago. Because to, to to think of what has happened in the universe since then. It's a whole different place. It's crazy. So yep. many, so many new villains. What has he been doing, Sam Wilson? We'll find out. Special ops shit. <laughs> Hopefully, a vacation or something. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that lineup of films for Me Phase too. I Five. Think it's gonna be cool. 
Yeah. I think it's going to be cool. I also think it's going to be cool that uh, Ant-Man Quantumania, to me, it feels like the vibe of it feels like um, like Empire Strikes Back. It feels like the movie where they're going to fuck up. Okay. Whew. And they're going to deal with some fallout it's, afterwards. Hmm. It, it, it's scary because you got to think we got... A, a small taste of Kang. We got like a nice Kang. You got nice Kang. And and Loki. And we got the best one. Yeah. And we're <laughs> about to see how how t- fucked up this character can be. Or, or this villain. Or whatever you want to call him. Because he's, he's many, many different things. Mm-hmm. I'm stoked. Because I'm a sucker for time travel. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm stoked to see what, what happens with it, man. I'm a... Uh... Like, cause there's a lot of talk that like vibranium's gonna have a lot to do with it, and like this this next phase is gonna be all about vibranium, is what one of the things I was uh, hearing speculation is the next phase is going to center around what what this resource would mean. Mm-hmm. But you got which think. I'm excited about, and you got to think with the tv shows right i I, I want to go through the list of the shows that are coming to to disney plus we have secret invasion which (laughs) which i'm cool which i'm excited about i'm excited to see like i i just want that oh shit moment where they reveal someone's been a scroll this whole time Mm -hmm. so i'm like okay this is fucking cool um then there's echo obviously a a lot of people might remember echo from uh hawkeye hawkeye yeah which uh cool which we'll see more daredevil Cool Which villain. I'm, I'm, I'm in for. I'm, I'm pro. Yeah, anything Daredevil, and then Loki season two, which this is going to be the first season two of any Disney Plus series. Fuck, and it's uh, what, what is it that um, that uh, that Owen Wilson is cast in? He's cast in one of the other movies. Really? Oh, know. Deadpool. He's going to be in Deadpool. Oh, awesome. I'm yeah, so- Deadpool is going to have to do with the TVA. Oh, that's gonna. There's gonna be some great interactions. I know, I know, dude. Like yeah. you just start thinking about it. It's yeah. so. It's gonna be so fun. Yeah, Ryan Real Reynolds. Well, he, he's one of those perfect castings. He created that. Yep. Um, he's gonna have a blast with that shit. Um, and then uh, so yeah, so Loki season two, Ironheart, which is gonna be cool to see Ironheart mm-hmm. returns, and then we get Agatha, Coven of Chaos, which. Um, which I'm interested in what yeah. they do with that. I mean, I like Catherine Hahn, so I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm down. I'm I'm basically in the bag for that because of Catherine Hahn. And then, like you mentioned earlier, Daredevil: Born Again, which you dropped that 18 episode bomb on me the last uh, the last time we recorded, and mm-hmm. I freaked out. Yeah, and, and and this has me so excited just because I still vividly remember when Daredevil. Marvel Netflix season one dropped. I had some friends from Vegas like coming to town because we were, we were going to hit Disney. And I was like, okay, I was like, bear with me. Just let me watch a couple episodes. And they sat there with me and they got hooked on it because they yeah, saw me watching the hallway it. fight. Yeah. They're like, what is this? This is fucking badass. And I'm like, this is fucking daredevil. This is something that like, I didn't realize that you guys were going to be here at the same time. So I'm not trying to like ruin our Disney plans, but this is a, a big moment in history for me. So like sit here, like, let's just watch a couple episodes. And yeah, dude, I'm, I'm so excited for him to come back. I'm so excited. I hope they bring back bullseye. I I hope they bring back so many, like I hope they bring back Foggy. <laughs> oh God! So so, so many great supporting characters and and in that and so many great casting for villains. I and just I I I, I just hope 
with this back and forth, all these like crossovers from Disney Plus to to the big screen. And I know Charlie Cox finally got his, uh, you know, his debut on the big screen in Spider-Man. But can, can we see Daredevil on the big screen? Is, is that asking too I'm much? I'm ready, dude. I hope. I hope. Dude, did you did have you finished She-Hulk yet? No. You haven't finished She-Hulk yet? Okay. No, I'm working it. We're getting there. Dude, it's fun. I liked it. Um, but that's I, I really I've, I've really enjoyed some of the incredible jokes that they've made in She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. Wait, where where are you in it? Do you want the truth? First episode. First <laughs> yeah. episode. Okay. All right. There's something really funny in the second okay. or third episode. I can't remember which one it is. Whichever one where the abomination shows up is very funny. Okay. Whenever I get there, I'll I'll text you. There like, is a full LOL moment in uh Okay. Well in She Hulk that kills me when I think about it. Okay, so some uh, I, I guess I could just read this random trivia because it's kind of interesting. Uh, phase five is the first phase to have a second season in Loki. The first to have a a, a no Thor solo film, which is huh. crazy. And uh, the other ones just aren't even that interesting. But no Thor. What's up with Thor? Uh, do you think they get away from the comedic Thor? If I've they do Thor, be, I've heard there's going to be one more Thor movie, and that's going to be the last one. Is I'm not the biggest Thor fan. But, I know. But, I've heard there's going to be one more Thor movie, and it is absolutely going to be the last one. But then you think about right the original Avengers. Who's left? Was it him, Hawkeye, Hulk. I mean, but not for long. Yeah. Hawkeye, not for long. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what do you know? I mean, they're basically, he's training up Kate Bishop to replace him. Yeah, but it's like the Miles Morales thing. They they can do two, two at once. He's deaf. <laughs> Riri Williams making me hearing aid. Or Reed, Dude, Reed he's Richards. Old. He's old. He needs to stop. It's time to stop. Okay. Now, now that makes me feel old. Has this man not suffered enough? Let's just say he beat the case. But that that's a whole other thing. Anyways, um, it, it it's sad because these these early comic movies, right? The Avengers, the first phase. I I'm so happy to have been able to live through that, especially being a kid who experienced the times when it wasn't cool to read comic books you're like made fun of looked down upon but to be here in 2022 as a full-grown adult and getting to live through these things it's amazing but it's sad that we're seeing like certain things come to an end that we were there for the very beginning of yeah i mean i still remember i'm pretty sure the first the first marvel movie i saw on the big screen was avengers because I saw Iron Man like a year or so after it came out. Mm-hmm. I saw I saw Hulk a year or so after it came out on video. Um rented rented these movies from a from a movie rental business. <laughs> if you'll remember what those are. Um and then I'm trying to think of when I saw Captain America. But I remember I I'd seen Captain America at one point and then Jim Barron 
was really excited for Avengers to come out. Mm-hmm. And basically he he was like, You like you gotta come with us to see Avengers, but you have to see Thor first. Cause he knew that Loki was gonna be in Avengers because the previews. So he was like, he was like, You've seen Iron Man, you've seen, you know, you've seen Hulk, you've seen uh Captain America, you need to see Thor. And I remember borrowing Thor from him going home watching it and then the next day going to see avengers in the theater with friends and uh and i've seen everyone in theater since then <laughs> that's awesome <sighs> crazy and, and short shortly after that I, I i started going to see all of them with my mom <laughs> mm-hmm. oh she, oh and, she, and, she's there with you and ash oh yeah she's she every every time that's yeah. awesome and then i mean that was and that was one of the things when me and ashton started dating um i was like like I can't remember. I'm trying to think of what the first Marvel movie we saw together. Whatever was after Avengers: Age of Ultron, I think. I'm trying to think of what was after that. So I want to say that was the last one I saw without without Ashton and my mom. Mm-hmm. But so I'm pulling it up. Right, you said Age of Ultron. Yeah. Where is it? Um. Scrolling down, what year was that? Get, oh, uh, it's Ant Man. That was the the next one. Ant Man. So yeah, okay. I think Ant Man was the first one that me and Ashton saw together. And because when I when me and her started dating, I was like, okay. So every time one of these movies comes out, I go in and see it with my mom. Do you want to come with? And she was like, yes. But I haven't seen anything since the Avengers. So we rewatched every single Marvel oh, movie together to catch up to Ant Man, so that she so that she could be part of this thing. Wow! That me and my mom going to together, and now it's the three of us every time since 2015. Yep, that's great tradition. I love that. That's awesome. Damn, since 2015. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. We've been together seven years, so there it is. All right. Well, I'm happy have that. You, have you seen them all in theaters? Um, I'm trying to think. Okay, because I I'm I'm trying to like rack my brain. Hold on, I'm, I'm gonna pull up that list that I just had. So, Captain America, First Avenger. I went and saw it on a date with this girl who loved Captain America. Um, I have no idea what she's cool doing. girl. Uh, I don't know what she's doing these days. Um, so yeah, that that started that off, uh, and then yeah, saw Captain Marvel. Um, yeah, saw Iron Man. Hold on, I'm trying to see. I'm just going through all these uh yeah I, i've seen every single one in theaters damn i'm jealous dude i watched uh i watched uh, the first time i watched uh iron man one we watched it on one of those mac computers that was like where the color, the, the color ones or whatever is um when, when me and uh alex who does ldb uh is when we me and her were still together when we were kids um, we watched it in her room, sitting at, at like at computer chairs in front. Of the Jeez, computer. the audio must have been terrible. <laughs> it was. <laughs> we were blown away, though. We were absolutely blown away. That's awesome. Um, okay. Well, maybe this is a good segue to LDB because you, oh, you yeah. brought it up. We will return with our holiday special, so people look out for that. I'm stoked that we're doing Shit, that. Did the lineup get announced today? Yes. I <laughs> Holy shit. I, I dude, I all yeah. I did was go to work and then come home. I'm gonna look at it right now. Cause yeah. dude, yo, you're 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 talking to me. I have not really gotten 
I I I found out like some of the uh the people on it. How do you not? I feel like you would know the whole lineup beforehand, dude. They they, they do not let this out of the bag very much anymore. I I found out I wasn't playing a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. That, that's one thing I wanted to ask. Uh, so no after show, no inclination presence at all. Nope. Damn. So okay. So yeah. So damn. I didn't know Tara was playing. That's fucking awesome. Shout Age of Panic's a, a a a local band. That's really cool that they're getting to to play. Dose, we uh, Constraint played uh, Spinelli's, the other Spinelli's. So there's two Spinelli's in the well, there's three actually. Okay. But there's there's uh, the OG Spinelli's, which is the one that um, back in the day before shows happened at the the Spinelli's that was downtown. That's shut down now. Um, after shows people would go to this Spinelli's and get free pizza. You'd give like the, you'd give them like a CD or a shirt and they'd give you, you know, free pizza for the band. And that was like a thing that they did before, before shows happened at the other Spinelli's. But this was a show that second show ever. I think they did at this Spinelli's inside. They did some out back in the, um, in like the alleyway, basically. Um, I saw big laugh play there and then they did a couple other, uh, other shows. Um, back there I, th- I don't think i really got to go to many of them they were during COVID. i was working a ton or not during COVID, but you know as COVID was winding down mm-hmm. um but we played with dose and side eye at that finale so it's cool that dose is playing excited for them thought i thought drug church was gonna be playing so that's that's cool that they're playing dying wish mm-hmm. i could have i could have i could have guessed dying wish yeah. i don't know fugitive any fugitive they're the new um, I shouldn't say new. Maybe that's disrespectful. But they're the members of Power Trip. Oh, okay. With, with, with the new singer, I, I forget who the, yeah. who he is. Um, but awesome band, awesome band. Well, let's go. Uh, Foreign Hands saw them with Space Cowboy the other day, and they were they were awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Innervate, Milwaukee saw them for the first time. I've been buds with a bunch of the guys from that band for years. Um, but we played uh, Snow and Flurry together, and they were fucking awesome. Fuming Mouth. I did hear Fuming Mouth was playing. I'm mm. excited for that to to come back and and happen. I'm glad Mark's alive. Um, Gates to Hell could have could have probably guessed that one. Hold my own, dude. Hold my own is so good. Yes. Shout out to uh, that connection, the New Jersey Chicago connection. I love Onshit. Obviously, Greg's a He's really great shit, friend, dude. Yeah, great He's people. He's the shit. They're 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 the best. They uh we we played with them in detroit and uh chicago on that run that we did between the canada shows Mm -hmm. and then we just played act like you know fest with them and i was acting like i i said uh there were there were sets i probably went off harder for and there were sets i maybe like bands i maybe like more but i think i had the most fun during hold my own because like um will from neg and uh and uh gridiron was out there moshing and so was tyler mullen so i was like getting to like mosh with like my friends who who don't really misbehave as much as they used to mm-hmm. so it was like one of those moments where i was like oh like this it's very different when you're out moshing and like every like the people you're moshing with are like the friends you've had for years not the friends you've made this year mm-hmm. yeah no um, great vibes but yeah i had a great time during during their set and they covered life of agony again and i lost it uh karma coming back that's awesome i want to say this might be karma's first time playing the proper fest no no they played 2019 because there's this set that i watched they played the pre-show no that wasn't the pre-show 
That was the pre-show. No, there's a video. I, I, okay, it the, was at Riot. It was at Riot. Hold on. Was that was the pre-show? It was technically the pre-show because it was a uh, higher power headlined. I gotta look this up. Wait, hold on. Okay, I, I don't. Let's. Is the video still up? Oh, wait, no, see. no. Wait, they might have played 2019. They might have played after I fucked my knee up. They played 2020 pre-show. 2020 pre-show. Yeah. Uh, was it 20? If they played 2019, they might have played after I fucked my knee up. Yeah, which yeah, means I which means to me it didn't happen okay okay yeah 2019 I spent the rest of the day underneath of a table yeah because i've watched the 2019 set so many fucking times they just amazing okay set. okay so they played 2020 then the pre the pre-show so yeah i didn't i didn't get to, to see them play 2019 because i wasn't alive okay. um malvolence i what what's what's the deal with that one i don't that doesn't sound familiar to me i'm not familiar from being okay. honest mutually assured destruction i'm excited to see them again shout out mad yeah which is which is interesting because most flyers it's just mad, but just to see the full yeah. name, respect. Yeah, I I love the the band name, so I'm mm-hmm. I'm actually pretty bummed that the shirt I have says mad instead of the full band name because I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, last wishes. What's what's last wishes? Uh, same thing. Not familiar. All right, let's go. Uh, Koyo I had a feeling Koyo was playing. I knew Mouth for War was playing. Okay. Um, no pressure. Not really my thing, but I definitely staged over a bunch when they covered Blink One Eighty Two and Gorilla Biscuits last time. So the, I'm 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 interested in maybe getting into No Pressure at one point. It's just it's one of those bands that I feel like I'm too old for. No, 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 they're perfect. That band is amazing. You, you, okay, you, maybe you, I'll try again. Yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll try again. The, the um, LP and honestly, I think No Pressure is this band that we have to appreciate now. Obviously, a lot of people love them. They're doing amazing stuff. But for them to have come, you know, come on the scene, take this scene by storm, write consistently really good fucking music. Mm-hmm. It's like they they can go as far as they want. But for them to still be in our bubble, let's just appreciate it. And these are the golden times. These are the times that we're going to look back on. And be like, yeah, no pressure. Remember when they played LDB, blah, blah, blah. This is the fucking time. That band is fucking amazing. They, they Dude, their, their set, their set last year was, was awesome. And I mean, yeah. I... I, I like I like body a lot. He's he's always been a super nice dude to me anytime I've had interactions with him. Yeah. Shout out my body. Um, yeah, he's the shit. Blind justice. Um, great stage diver. Um One Step Closer coming back. That's yeah. awesome. They just put out a new song. Shout out new music from One Step Closer. Shout out Wilkesbury. Shout out Coleman. Everybody got a chance to check it out. Okay. Great great um, song. Yeah, I say because I just dropped today, didn't it? Mm. or to drop yesterday no i it, remember it, seeing a tweet it I think it was today my time is um, okay. really off oh you're good you're also three hours behind me so we're our, our both of our times are off um pain of truth so wait pain of truth playing the pre-show and the real the two, real fest two sets pain of truth that's cool uh, Rob brigade i was hoping for Rob brigade yes. um, i'm excited that's happening shout out Robert i met uh i met dude from Rob brigade last year at the fest and he's in just such a nice guy yeah love um, love that they're able to to do what they do because you got to think for them for most of the band to, to travel into the country yeah yeah that's an ordeal for them to get here mm-hmm. um regulate haven't seen them i don't think i've seen regulate since inclination played edge day with them so i'm excited to see them new records i still haven't awesome. checked out their new record I you should. it's really good they, it's, yeah. it's my favorite thing they've put out cool i need to check it out simulacra i didn't i did find out simulacra was playing mm-hmm. great band from uh from exit act like you know um spy i'm excited to see spy again shout out california norcal act like you know it was the first time seeing spy and they were fucking awesome yeah great Um, band 
tsunami that's expected yeah they're doing a full us which is oh nice yeah they, they, they announced it today they're doing a full us starting uh on like the starting the northwest and they're doing it uh, it's all diy like the first legs with extinguish and big boy then ingrown's gonna be on a leg spy is gonna be on a leg and damn it. so that's probably that that that's this that that tour playing the fest i guess i uh yes yeah the, the, the they're gonna pass through on on their tour yes awesome that's sick two witnesses let's go shout out um, two witnesses great band put out more music yes. please they're they're working on it i know they're working on it and and then i've uh i've okayed their test presses so at some point there will be a vinyl a vinyl thing for them at some point soon hopefully by the fest mm-hmm. for for the sake of them playing um upon stone not familiar they're from out here um uh okay you, you know xavier he he plays guitar in that band oh okay yeah oh shit well yeah normally not my type of music but when i listen to their stuff i'm like oh this is uh written by some uh talented people um cool, cool, and excuse cool. me well, he, speak, he, speak. he he plays bass in that band and does vocals not okay. guitar excuse me uh but well, yeah speaking of vamakara is next yeah, they're they just announced that tour with Momentum. Shout out Bombacar. It's stoked that they're uh, doing more stuff. Hopefully, more is new that, music soon. Is that tour coming? Is that why Momentum's on the pre-show? I guess is that maybe the, their tour together? Uh, no, I don't through? think so. Let me look at the timeline of that because I know it just got announced. But I think um, I don't think it. I think it's just coincidence. But yeah, volcano vomit forth. I could see vomit forth coming. All the Gates dudes love vomit forth. Yeah, no. I'm excited to see Volcano. I haven't seen Volcano since we played a garage with them in uh, Lexington before they exploded into being such a big band. Yeah, the history behind the band is crazy. Just the members being in um, that crazy band on Maggot Song. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, Cody, Cody, Cody from from both those bands is a maniac. Um, X Weapon X and World of Pleasure. That's uh that's that's a good that's a Dave good on another fest. It's a good lineup. Yeah, Dave at least gets to play some more shows between that and playing a fest. Mm-hmm. He'll have played three whole shows between <laughs> LDB Fest. <laughs> um okay. Well, great lineup. I I'm happy that Yeah, they, they knocked it out of the park, man. That's awesome. I've been excited to see what it was going to be like, and it's going to be in such a cool venue too. It's um, not the same venue as last year. Nope, it's huge. Okay. Yeah, uh, Alex. Alex tweeted it. Um, uh, I think the night of the night of the show that we played the other day that they they had already sold more pre-sale tickets, the early bird tickets. They'd sold more early bird tickets at that point that night than they ever sold for any fest before that and That's they hadn't insane. even announced the lineup well you got to think the strength of uh the fest every year is just getting better and better and honestly like i'm i'm pretty pretty bummed i i, I told i told somebody at act like you know i said uh, i'm pretty bummed i'm not playing it's only the second year of the fest ever that i've not played in a band um but that just means i get to be a villain all weekend for sure have some fun take care of that knee I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, dude, I'm washed to 32 out of 49 bands that act like, you know, that's, that's a lot. And that was in like, it like went in too. like, it's not just like a song or two. Like I was going off for like most of those sets. Well, what was your experience like at that fest? It was awesome, dude. It's such a cool vibe. Yeah. 
I, I wanted to go. But... It was great. It was great. All the um, your uh, your uh, your boys and girl in space fucking rocked it. Oh, spaced! I'm I'm jealous they, of everybody that's got to see spaced. Say they did they did awesome. I've seen them like fucking three times now. I think. How? Um, yeah, they're they're they were they were fucking awesome. Um, ankle biter was an amazing. I was trying to get fashion. one of those jerseys, but it was <laughs> the practice jerseys, dude. You could see, everybody was wearing them, and everybody any, anybody who wasn't wearing a shirt under them was just like full. You could see nipples and everything because they were just those thin little practice jerseys or whatever. I was like, God damn, everybody who put that on should have probably kept a t-shirt underneath. Um, but uh, but um. The ankle biter got a really good reaction. It was really cool. It was just a really cool fest, man. Constraint. I was bleeding everywhere. Um, us and Pummel both covered Mental back to back. That's awesome. So there same song, different other, song. Uh, we did Break a Sweat. They did History One Hundred and One. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was awesome. Spy was great. Um, Gridiron was great. And say all the all the headlining bands were great. Anxious is crazy seeing Grady sound like that and move around as much as he does pretty uh, aggravating to be honest but uh you know i'm driving to the desert i'm going to hesperia to see anxious next week that sounds like a uh a, a, like a fake place um they, like a fictional like a fictional uh <laughs> fictional dream world uh interesting scene but but the people out there who um uh, are a part of it are super dedicated and i respect what they do out there and they're, they're doing a, a, just like a string of shows with the military gun. And mm-hmm. my favorite lineup is out there in Hesperia on a Thursday night, a work night. I'm driving to the desert for Look this. You. Down for the core. I, I just love Anxious. Military gun's Dude, fucking awesome. That was- that was my first time seeing Anxious with him sing uh, standalone singing. Oh, oh, dude, really? And yeah, the last time I saw them play, I want to say uh, Dante was like 15 years old. Jeez, I he was still Dante. playing drums. That's so you got to see a vintage lineup. Yeah. Yeah. I uh and I liked them. I liked them. I liked them okay. I thought they were a good band, but they are a fucking force now. They can do whatever they want. That band yeah, is amazing. Be- Every- yeah, beautiful beautiful band, beautiful people. Every time I see um, them, they just get better. I I love that the last time that I saw them, there was a hardcore show um or, or more hardcore kids went to this other show. Um, so the same night, right? Neck Deep, One Step Closer Dares at Chain. Mm-hmm. Across town is anxious, Oso Oso, Ridgeway, um, and to to be at the the anxious show and to see just a mob of kids that I didn't even know. Like there were some familiar faces there, mm-hmm. but the majority of people there never seen before. But everybody going off for anxious. I was like, this is this is the the, the strength of them touring and coming out here consistently and just like organically building that fan base on That's top awesome. of putting out great music. It's it's such a, an awesome thing to see. So I'm so That's happy awesome. anytime anxious comes out. I fucking I, I've seen that band in so many different parts of the country. I'm just so happy um, to, to see them doing well, not only because yeah, no, like they, they're my they friends, deserve, great they, people. They deserve it, too. Yeah, they're uh, amazing. They're such good kids. They're yeah. such good kids. Sam um i say we the like anytime i've gotten to play with end on end and be around be around sam he's such a good guy and mm, uh super nice I'm, I'm so soaked for tommy to get to play in that band now too i fucking love tommy Tommy's and anytime incredible. i see him it's just hugs and yeah. just great he's, dude he's, he's he's a perfect he's a perfect person um and very talented that's that's one thing that when, when yeah, i look frustratingly talented when i, I see 
every person in that band on stage just just pure talent yeah fuck them all um but <laughs> but uh but yeah anxious is good i got to did get a concussion several times over the weekend you better go check for cte getting that oh, many dude, concussions I've got, CTE, what the hell? I've, got, I've got i've got that shit um i got that shit on lock but i got i got concussed during anxious by some bad stage divers um i concussed myself during move um i did a, a full body sacrifice spin kick into uh into the side of the room during a no warning cover and landed on the back of my head. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know how I did an aerial spin kick. And the first thing that hit the ground was like the back of my head. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I was, I was acting like a complete lunatic all weekend, but it was, it was great. Gates played a fucking badass set. Shout out Gates. Um, I have a Seth podcast dropping next. Oh, nice. Yeah. I think, uh, he told me that he was talking to you whenever we were, uh, whenever we were out. Um, yeah, Seth's amazing. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else that sticks out to me that was awesome. Chemical Fix was amazing. Yeah. I, um, uh, yeah. I, I, I have this funny story that I'll have to tell you off air too because I don't want to shame anybody. Even though, gotcha. I, sh- even though I should uh, publicly, but it's not worth it. Um, um, but yeah, no, it was, it, was, it was a fucking great weekend. Broken Vow was awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm like anybody I'm forgetting, like I... I moshed to 32 bands, so I liked a lot of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was a great, uh, it was a great weekend. And uh, Snow and Flurry was great too. Um, I'm trying to think. I think I was, I was, I had just gotten home from that when we started this podcast a few weeks ago. But speaking about weekends, inclination, unaltered perspective. You, yep. you, you announced it, but it, but it, it's it's not on the Instagram. So whoever's running the social media, please post the flyer. It's not, not there. surprised. Not surprised. <laughs> it's not, not there. Not a professional band. Um, not a professional band. <laughs> but but it's nice. I, I I love that you're doing two dates. Uh, you're still showing love to Chicago. Obviously, one of your members yep. is, is from there, right? Still the, the drummers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, but great weekend. I, I'm stoked to see you guys getting out there, uh, and you guys are obviously still playing the incendiary show next month yep so so it's or, and for the children well no for incendiaries in january for the children's next month oh excuse me i i got the mix up so california and by next month i mean tomorrow like yeah, tomorrow month december <laughs> um yeah uh, so, so that's cool um great stuff happy to see inclination staying busy great record um but one thing i, I wanted to ask you about uh hardcore troubadour Finally, yeah, out, finally, it's finally, out. it's finally out. Me and Brian's podcast is finally starting yeah. to air. So you're um, you're legit podcasting now. You're I'm finally a podcaster. Finally putting not it out just there. I don't just do a podcast with you every now and then. Yeah, which is nice. Um, I'm I'm happy to see you out there doing doing your thing. Yeah, man, it's fun. Uh, we've we've got like five or six episodes already in the bag, and uh, so we're on like a a is it bi-weekly every two weeks is that was mm-hmm. there's bi-weekly mean twice a week i can't i can never like i'm always afraid to say bi-weekly so i'm like am i using that word right you yeah, know it, it's uh, uh, uh every two yeah. weeks so yeah we're on bi-weekly every third or every other thursday um we got an episode dropping if we uh we're doing our we're actually in the middle right now of our first two-part episode where we're gonna have to come in and finish something so i think we decided when we do uh two-parters it's gonna be consecutive weeks of episodes so we won't make you we won't ma- not gonna make people wait two weeks for the second half of an episode you just have to wait wait a week and then you'll get 
episodes consecutive weeks when mm-hmm. we do two-parters but uh but yeah no it's been fun it's been really cool we've had some interesting conversations and talks about country music and subject matters and life in general and then we also we talk we like me and you do when we talk marvel we also talk a little bit of hardcore and like books we're reading or tv shows we're watching we bullshit a little bit too but uh that yeah the um we're we're recording right now on a wednesday night tomorrow the second episode airs so whenever anybody hears this there'll be two episodes out um at least but uh but yeah i'm uh I'm excited, man. I thank you. Thank you again for all of your information on getting me to get this this microphone and knowing how to uh, try to get this uh, this kind of thing rolling. I appreciate you uh, being there. No problem. I'm down to to help my friends out, obviously. So for for me to 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 be here and to now know that it, your podcast that you've been. Uh, talking about and uh, working to put together for a, a while now that it's finally out there I'm, I'm happy for you to 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 see and to know that you're actually doing something that interests you and for you to have found somebody else to, to share that with i'm i'm stuck for you guys so so it's, it's my yeah, pleasure no, it's, to have been able to help yeah no that's cool brian's a really good guy and it's uh it's definitely it's a it's a fun conversation thing to have like even like it's one, one of my like, i think i tell you this sometimes like one of my favorite things about us doing this is like the, the longer we have long conversations like this, I learn more about you mm-hmm. because me and you kind of, you know, we've hung out in person, what, twice? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like actually, yeah. Actually really hung out like twice. And uh, like, other than just being like, oh, hey, we're at a fucking hardcore fest and this is the most interaction we're going to have right now. Um, but like, uh, you know, most of our friendship has been through a, a screen or a phone or a, you know just a long conversation it's just it's 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 cool i feel like it's it's a nice like vulnerable medium to uh to uh i don't know create content where you are getting to know somebody while you talk about things that you have in common and you like it's i don't know it's fun yeah for sure but it's just as fun for me because i literally talk to people um you know through this uh you know multiple times a week uh, but these Marvel ones are some of the ones that I, I look forward to most because it, it is cool to be able to like, obviously I, I know a lot of people who, who like the Marvel stuff, um, but nobody really wants to sit down for like, uh, by the time yeah. we, we wrap up here, we'll seriously, I think almost be at like four hours. So Fuck, dude, I'm so sorry to anybody who's listening still, but <laughs> just know that we didn't mean for it to be this long. We had to break this up into two different recordings if honestly if the power didn't go out i feel like we'd still be at this this length yeah we might we might have we might have we, um, we were going off yeah but yeah the, 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 these are great so i appreciate uh you know you always being down because I, I i always ask right i i don't just assume that uh you're down i, you I can still, fucking assume man okay. i'm always down to i'm always down i mean even just to catch up with you dude it's this is always fun yeah it, it's always a pleasure but tyler i appreciate you taking the time to do this uh, you know part two um we we made it through uh, with one minor hiccup obviously my mixer went out i'm and i'm getting a new mixer and mine's like it, it, it's old so we're getting a new mixer uh, trying to fix these technical issues but i'm happy that we were able to make it through i'm happy you're here um but like always before we go is there anything else you'd like to say uh i don't know man i just lately i've been feeling super grateful to just be able to i don't know exist in this world and uh i don't know i uh 
what kind of worries me it's like i feel like these are like the kind of things you like you think before you die like uh-huh. you feel like you're real happy to like get to even just be a part of stuff and i don't know i just i uh just i don't know i just feel really grateful for like you being my friend and you know talking to me and being being there when i'm having having you know days and stuff like we've you've you've definitely been there when i've had bad times and i uh i don't know i just think that every if, if i could leave anybody with anything it's just like kind of remember sometimes that like life is not permanent and uh the impressions you make on people like linger and uh i don't know try to make try to make a positive impression on people around you and people who you spend time with and you know I don't know. I, 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 I try to make sure everybody, everybody I talk to leaves, um, leaves a conversation with me knowing how much they mean to, uh, I don't know, my existence on this planet and how I've gotten to, uh, enjoy it. All right. Appreciate you. I appreciate not, every- to, not to be so heavy <laughs> at the end of this podcast, but I don't know, man, I just, I feel like I'm just like loving, loving life right now, even though, there's so much bad shit going on in the world, but like just to find, you know, those little bits that you can like people you love and hold on to them and hold on to everything that's good. For sure. No, I, I totally understand. I wake up every day and I just try to maximize my happiness. Right. That's that, that's always my goal. And fuck yes, dude. And yeah, so I try to try to make that happen. Um, but thank you. Thank you everybody who tuned in. Uh, thank you, everybody on social media who wished me a happy birthday. We uh, wait. When was your birthday? Today, right now. Today's your birthday. Happy birthday, motherfucker! I didn't know. I'm not on social media. There it is. It's, it, it's okay. This is no place I'd rather be. But doing God a podcast. Damn it, I'm going to write this in my Google Calendar to remind me <laughs> um, every year now. But doing a podcast with a great friend. So Fuck thank yes, you, dude. Happy birthday, Jamie. Thank you. I appreciate that, Tyler. Thank you, everybody who reached out, who posted anything. It means a lot. Um, appreciate all of you who tuned in. And we'll be back very soon with the holiday special. Goodbye. Yes. <laughs>